times here today. Uh, we were just chatting with J.D. Buell of The Morning Train, a great show here at MutinyRadio.fm. You should find that on our podcast index and listen to the wonderful music that he curates. It's always a great show. Uh, he brings in tons of vinyl and really deep tracks and things from the 90s, too. I'm like, well, what is, what is that? Where I heard it. They had, no, it's great. I love the 90s. That's like my whole wheelhouse. My Doc Martens that I'm wearing right now are from the 90s. Yeah. I'm, it's I grew, the 90s theme. The 90s were when I was in my 20s. That was like my formative time. That was like when I decided that the Smashing Pumpkins were the best band in the whole world. And <laughs> I was in college and I was rocking out, you know. I lived dreams. in 1990, I was nine. And in 1999, I was 18. So I basically grew up in that era. So I just remembering the early 90s, like MC Hammer Pants. Oh, yeah. And, and like, you know, the late... Uh, eight late 80s of like bad hair bands yeah hey hey (laughs) and then going into nirvana and then going into like the rave culture and then going into like my gangster rap phase it was like fun 1999 was the ill-fated woodstock yes i remember that violence riots and rapes popular culture occurred it exploded because limp biscuit was was there embarrassing horrible thing to ever happen I loved it because I said, see, this shit ain't going to work again. But it at ain't the same work time, again. Burning Man was happening for all of those years. That's true. Uh, I had tickets for that in 99. Uh, peaceful, drug-taking, uh, all together, looking at art. And 17 years later? And 17 years later, it's just like Woodstock. <laughs> <laughs> Rapes. It's just like Coachella. <laughs> And they sell water like at the Coachella, like you can't bring in your own water. So you have to buy what? theirs and they sell water. They're in the desert. Right. And it's like, you know, eight dollar waters. So you don't <laughs> die while you're looking at watching. You got to be rich to go to this shit. Right. All of it now. You got to be rich to live now. That's what we're doing for the, for the next uh, video comedy festival. Eight dollar water at the door. Eight dollar water. <laughs> okay. And people will buy it. And it'll be from our tap. It'll be from our bathroom tap. We'll just we'll cool it down. We'll, we'll take it the hot water. Passing them out. You, you'll do your like agnostic blessing on the water. Make oh it the holy God. Pam water. Wait, well, it, that's it's so funny that you say that because uh, I was raised super Christian. And uh, when I was hanging out in Davis with the veterinarians, we were playing with a Ouija board and it got a little too serious. Like the Ouija board said that, that I was going to have two and a half babies. And I was like, what? Oh. And then it was like, it's, it's just funny because I, I mean, I've had like five abortions, so maybe each abortion is half a baby. I don't know. I'm kidding. I've only had two. <laughs> but the, the, it was telling us, it was saying that our friend was going to end up working in Reseda. So anyways, the, the ghost of this house was telling us all these things, and we all freaked out. So we read online, um, you know, from the magic of everything, that the way to kill a Ouija board is you have to cut it into, se- you have to rip it into seven pieces, you have to bury it at the base of a tree, and you have to sprinkle it with holy water. So my friends asked and me that. don't I, feed it after midnight. Yeah. Exactly. Well, they were like, Pam, you're the only one who's ever been a church going kind of folk you need to bless this water and I'm like I need to pray. they're like I was like I haven't prayed in years they're like Pam you need to pray now and you need to bless this motherfucking water and so I did Amen. I was like Jesus there you go right at one of the little bit uh, the uh, bodegas on the corner over here bless it bless it be our Pam. I, I, I made my own holy water. We all survived. Yeah. It's all good. Amen, brother. Amen. Uh, well, so you guys should listen to The Morning Train every Wednesday from 10 to noon, or definitely go to our podcast index and look up past episodes. They're all really great. 
Yay, music. Uh, we have a special guest today. We, as always, we have the wonderful co-host, Latoya, the Sheriff of Truth Wind. Boo. Uh, being truthful, either one. You can you can sit right there. You can face them both. You can double mic it. And our special guest today is Stefan Massey. Yay. Hello. Comedian. Uh, I really don't know a lot about you, so this will be interesting. We'll get to know about Stefan Massey today. Uh, the, there's a few things I know about him. Um, he does an amazing Werner Herzog impression. Uh, he's not afraid to make out with a stranger on stage. I saw that. That's right. Were uh, you there when that happened? Yes, I was. <laughs> so uh, we, that, that's I, about I all that we like know about Stefan Massey. Yeah, or maybe that just goes right in there. I think he has a job. He used to have a job. That's what I know. He's recently fun employed. So I know that about him too. But we're gonna get to know a lot about Stefan Massey today. Fun here on the AltaCast. Uh, used to be brought to you by Alta California Botanicals, but we're just keeping the name because Alta Alternative. Right. We're doing a podcast. We talk about whatever the fuck we want. Sometimes it's weed. Sometimes it's drugs. Alt is a dirty word sometimes in our scene. It. it well, alt. It shouldn't be. Yeah. No. I oh, agree. alt comedy. I agree. Like, right. Exactly. Oh well, and it is. You don't remember Rolando Roblero? Oh my God, that guy was alt comedy to the hilt. Oh, it was bad. He talked about yurts. None of it made sense. It was like it was like Gertrude Stein, a skinny young Gertrude Stein, got on stage and just like went collective unconscious on us all. And I'm like, I don't. None Damn. of this is funny. And then your mind just blew. Well, it didn't though. That was the thing. I was like, is this alt comedy? Because it's not. I'm not getting. This it is was too just like real. talking about his alternative lifestyle mostly. No, or? no, not even that. It was like he was talking about nothing, uh. like yurts. <laughs> Nihilism. Yeah, God, well, uh, not even nihil- not even anything. It was like it was like going to a poetry reading with uh, somebody who thinks, but that wasn't it wasn't pre-planned. Like it was just coming out of him at the time. Wow. It was very very old. He did it at the punchline stage too. Really? And I was on a Sunday and I was like, Wow. I need to stop coming here. <laughs> you, you, could get, you could get booked on the punchline with material like that. Well, no, it, it was like his. He'd been there for a year and it was his first time up and oh, he just okay. went up and did some shitty stuff. Point the microphone closer to your mouth. Didn't you just do a poetry uh, thing? Yes, last night I did a poetry thing. I remembered. How'd that go, man? You know, it went really well, but it, it was a little embarrassing when everyone was really great, actually. All the people that were reading, it was, um, it's a journal in Berkeley. The Berkeley City College puts out a journal called Novia, uh, and it's, they take submissions and from the students and from professors and all this stuff, and they put together a journal. And I've been published in one at uh, CCSF, the community college here in San Francisco, like six or seven times. It's called Forum. It's really great. You can uh, send your poems or your pictures to citylitjournal at gmail.com. They take submissions all the time. Anyways, they publish me a lot because they like my poems. So you send them the poems, and it's a class. And the class looks at all the submissions, and then they choose the ones they think are best, and they pair them with art, and they put them in these journals. So that's what Forum did. So... Milvia in Berkeley invited some of the forum readers to come, so they invited me, so I got to read poetry. But so when they're reading my bio, okay, everyone else's bios are like, going to community college at blah, blah, blah. And mine's like this, Pam Benjamin is the director of Mutiny Radio. She's had over 50 international and national poems published and has two novels. She has MFA and Masters in Poetry and Fiction. It goes on and on and on. And I'm just feeling like an asshole because I'm sitting around all these people and I'm reading the same shitty poetry they are. And we're all sitting there and I was just like, like... What are we all doing? But it was great because, like, I loved doing it, and I haven't been in a poetry thing for a long time. But years ago, I would have heard, like, a thing like that and been like, wow, she's made it. And I'm like, I am nowhere. I am at the same (laughs) shitty reading you're at, at Pegasus Books in Berkeley. Buy books in Berkeley. So You've written two novels, Pam? Yeah, I have two published novels. I have a bunch of novels. You don't sound terribly proud about that. No, no, it's great. I mean, one of them you can still get on Kindle. The other one is... um, 
out of, I sold 500 copies and that was it. And you can actually find one on, someone's selling one on eBay for like over $300. Wow. <laughs> nice. I'm not going to ever see any of that money. Royalties? I well, Royalties? No, I don't know why. It's just a stupid little book. Anyways, it's, they're fun stories and I like, I used to write novels or whatever. But so I'm at this poetry reading and I'm thinking like, back 10 years ago, if I would have been at a poetry reading, I would have been like, wow, that's amazing. But now I'm sort of so disillusioned that I left poetry to come to comedy because it was just so much better. <laughs> this is the thing about the reading last night. So I got seven minutes and I was like, okay, I'm going to read some poems. So I read, uh, first I said, oh, I'm Pam Benjamin, blah, 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 comedian. And uh, I did a poem that was really smarty pants. And then I went into my Kafka Roach Coach joke. And wow, I haven't gotten laughs like that in so long because it's a full room of people I mean it was like 30 people and they're all waiting they're all going to sit and be polite about poetry right. so if you give them a joke I mean they were like Whoa! it's going to take them by surprise they were and they got every line of that joke which doesn't usually happen because it's you've heard my Kafka Roach Coach joke right. where it's there's food trucks they're ubiquitous we used to call them Roach Coaches and you know you can go get an $8 creme brulee whatever but I walked into one the other day brightly painted vehicle on the street wasn't a roach coach it was a bookmobile nice so I walked in and I ordered a steaming hot cup of Kafka and when it arrived it was a banana and I was a giant bug and I looked out the window and I saw melting clocks and burning giraffes and I was like da 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 but it was surrealism it's a completely different movement. Okay, so I did. They got like every single tag on that joke, and they were with. Like I had to like break for laughter. I was just like, you know, like and hold. Okay, next line. And hold. And like and hold. It's almost like an exercise. Nothing. Well, yeah, it was just, but it was great because and Jonathan waves, was standing man. there and he was like, he was like, it was so good. And then I did another poem, and then they were like, oh. So it was really fun. So you felt really. In other words, you left with like this moment kind yeah. of like I mean it's what I used to do I mean I used to live for I used to that's all I used to get to do was karaoke and oh my god and this is the most amazing thing <laughs> yeah. I got to be a judge on the wheel of karaoke Brandon Gardner's show at the makeout room on Mondays it's a 9 930 start I think and so the first one they ever did I was in the contest and I won right? sweet but I always kept saying, can I be a judge? Can I be a judge? Two years later, I finally get asked on the show to be a judge. I'm like, yeah, I got to be a judge. That was this past Monday? This past Monday. So we're opening the show and he's like, hey, do any of you guys want to sing first or whatever? Like, we like to have a judge sing first just to like let him know like what's up. And I was like, oh, oh fuck yeah. yeah, I want to sing first. So I got to do separate ways and I, I spun oh, the wheel wow. and I had to twerk. Whenever there wasn't anything happening, I had to twerk. <laughs> so like I was singing separate ways. I was killing it and I was twerking. I even did a monologue in the middle. I did like a whole monologue and then went right back into someday love. I just broke right back into it and people were like, what? what? <laughs> and so it was great. And then I got to be a judge. So all the people were just like, okay, she can be a judge. Dude. I'm a karaoke superstar. <laughs> journey, huh? Journey. But a deep cut of journey. I don't ever do Don't Stop Believing. Oh, I don't, no, I don't, no. Please don't do don't, No, just because yeah. everyone else sings with you and you can't hear yourself sing. So That, that song's in that Tron movie, though. What? Uh, Tron, uh, Tron Legacy. It's in that movie. It is? Don't Stop yeah. Believing? No, no, no. Uh, uh, separate Ways. Oh, yeah. well, that's cool. 
It sounds very well. It is that early '80s yeah, like synthesizer. It's, it's the it's the song that plays like right when the son of uh, Jeff Goldblum or uh, Bridges. Jeff, Jeff Bridges. Ger- Jeff Bridges. <laughs> so many Jeffs. Um, he comes back to his father's arcade and like he like starts the generator back up and it just comes right on. Synthesizer. Yeah, it's great. Well, the best thing about that song, it's the very first video that I remember. I still remember as a child watching like when MTV came out and when I was allowed to watch it or whatever. And I remember that video vividly it's because so it was set on the docks yes. here. And they're wearing jeans and they're like all band together. And their instruments are playing the instruments and then the instruments disappear, but they're still playing them. Yes. So he's still on the synthesizer and then there's no synthesizer. And they're and like pointing at the camera, like all like And then all it's her little. face and then she switches her face to the side and then it's his face and then they do the switch again with like the close up. It's all like the very early like is, things people are doing in video. Really is that funny. the video where they're like all lined up and they and they like all turn their heads at the same time? Yes. I'm, yes. That's, yes. Okay. Yeah. And they're in front of a big white wall. It's like they're filming they're in on a the dock. Docks. Yeah. yeah. I remember uh, like Janine Garofalo and I think all these '90s comics. I think John Stewart was in there too. But there were there was a show on MTV where they just made fun of all these terrible uh, or late '80s videos. And oh was yeah. One, was, I, was it Remote Control? No. It was. It was, it was a special. It was like a one-off special. It wasn't a part of any other series. I don't think. Yeah. That's like. Uh, MTV mid nineties. I used to love yeah. remote control. That was fun. Yeah, that was good. I just Adam aged Sandler. myself. I, I just like the, the... girl. I am ten years old. We can't even talk about it. I just found out that the woman that I nanny for is thirty four. Oh my god. <laughs> The one that lives in this amazing house up in Knob Hill with her beautiful children and her amazing PhD and all her stuff. I thought that she was like my age. I thought that maybe she was like 39 or something. She's 34. I accidentally saw her license and I was like, what's her date of birth? 81? I was like, what? I am so old. I feel like I'm a kid taking care of her kids and I'm seven years older than her. It's so funny to me. You're I, like Mary Poppins then. I, I'm like Mary Poppins. I, I hope I'm Stoner not. Stoner Mary Poppins. Stoner, Stoner Mary, Mary Poppins. I think the weed's what keeps me young. I don't know. Uh, but uh, this week I didn't do any of the bad tricks. on the, no. on the. I didn't hurt myself. No? So this week was good. I still, I still did cartwheels, still did some handstands, but no like. No falling off the no monkey falling bars. No off the monkey bars. And I was trying to do some stretching this week and some splits because I realized, like, <laughs> man, I used to be able to do the splits. And now? And now I'm pretty close. I can try close. in a second for you guys. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, I can't that, that'll be great splits. for a podcast. These are, yeah. these are stretchy pants. Yeah, stretchy pants stretchy and, pants. and uh, splits. Dude, I, um, I don't know how to do the splits. I know how to do the percolator. And I know how to cheer and cartwheels. I, yeah, I can still cartwheels. Yeah. It's the cheerleading thing. like and Well, ballet. I mean, I could kind of always do yeah. the splits. but Can you do the splits? Oh, hell no. God. <laughs> that, that was the thing when you're trying out for varsity cheer is you had to be able to do a kick in the air and then uh-huh. land in the splits. Oh, Lord. And if you couldn't do it, you just weren't going to make it. You weren't going to cut it. You weren't going to cut it. And they taught you the day before and they're like okay transfer tomorrow you where'd better. you go to high school San Ramon Valley uh. um uh, yeah San Ramon Valley High School in um in Danville not in San Ramon funny that's that's such a like uh not quite antiquated but it's definitely something that I feel like wouldn't happen that that rigorous of a standard for joining the cheerleader team like nowadays it's the everyone gets a trophy just for trying you know <laughs> and so like I feel like people would just they would just find something for them to do even if they couldn't do the actual cheers can we keep the last bastion of standard <laughs> for the fucking cheerleaders. They better be hot and they better be able to do the splits. I say keep it if you're gonna if you're gonna have cheerleaders, they have to be 
you future know. Future strippers. <laughs> future strippers, absolutely. Hey, or hey. future 49er hey. girls. Nowhere, nowhere in the in the rules and regulations of cheerleading does it say you have to have daddy issues to become one. <laughs> Absolutely. I don't have daddy issues, but I do like wearing those short skirts. I gotta tell you. As you did for uh, Halloween. As I, yeah, as yeah, I did. Costume. As I did two weeks ago for the Warriors. Okay. <laughs> I was going to wear it tonight for the Warriors game again, but the problem is that I did two weeks ago when the Warriors won the game five. I was like, oh, it's an important game. I need to wear the cheerleading outfit. And I went to the Eagle to do comedy, but I was dressed as a cheerleader. So I'm going to Eagle again tonight, so I don't want to be a cheerleader. Since I didn't go last week, I don't want to just show up there as a cheerleader again. Wait, like, did you have I think your, you should. Did you have your bloody pom pom coming from your um? Oh no no no! I made blue pom poms. <laughs> right, but you had a you had an extra pom pom. Right. Yeah, yeah. That's Halloween. The cheerleader man. Yeah. by the football team. It's a lot of fun to wear the cheerleader outfits. It's, it's it, it is. I I, mean, I I do appreciate wearing the short little tennis skirts like that once in a while. I was a cheerleader for five minutes. Excuse me, a hockey cheerleader for what? five minutes. What? Yes. Yes. That's a black a girl being a hockey cheerleader <laughs> in the suburb of St. Louis. That, okay, that's yeah. the new sitcom. That's the new <laughs> national real? sitcom. For real. It's the new, it's the black girl that tries out. Like, tries the, out. They're, 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 Missouri. For the winter hockey team. <laughs> Their shows are so diverse, they, like, cannot turn that down. They, yeah. yeah, that is not a bad idea. Too bad <laughs> okay. that shit actually happened. Well, you, we just, all we have to do is write it. Uh, I'll, I, I actually came up with a sitcom for Netflix, and I started writing a treatment. Do it. What I is heard, it? Well, I just need to grab my, uh, tell people the phone number or something. <laughs> Oh, we're going to so, take some calls later? Yeah, you can always uh, call us here at Mutiny at area code 415-550-0511. Call us here at Mutiny and throw your input on what we're talking about, because I think we're going to be all over the place again today. Yeah, I think but that's will. okay. We're all dyslexic here. Well, it's, it's, it's the diversity today. It's di- diversity. It's diversity day. That's a cheerleading at, thing. At D- diversity. Diversity. Yeah. I mean, I'm, yeah. We That's had we only had four black girls at our high school, so that there was one on the team of uh, sixteen is pretty, I think, amazing. Yeah, because the integrated. Well, the <laughs> the numbers just weren't there, you know. And two of them were already playing basketball, and the other one was really smart and doing theater. So we had one black girl on our. It's in- so crazy how in in Berkeley, I went to UC or not um, I went to UC Santa Cruz, but I went to St. Mary's in Catholic in school. Yeah. High five. Yeah, I went there too. Oh, to St. Mary's? No, a Catholic oh, school. Yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's just so crazy because, like, you look at uh, Berkeley High and, and St. Mary's, and it's crazy diverse. It's, like, super reflective of the town you actually live in, and then you look at UC Berkeley, and it's, like, oh, Asian. Asian. <laughs> Couple, couple of uh, sprinkles, sprinkles of, of other, of other <laughs> walks of life in there, but it's just all the Asian and blanco. Yep, yep, yep. Asian and blanco. Well, it's, it's. I mean, it's education, right. higher yeah, education. So oh to, yes, there we go. Much higher. Well, it just. I mean, but it honestly, I don't know how much education makes a difference because I have so much high education and it hasn't really. As I said, I went to a community college reading last night and I was fucking stoked on yeah. it. And I have an MFA in poetry. Yeah. And they're all like. Someday, I might get to go to graduate school for poetry, and I'm like, "You're already doing it. Just keep writing. You're yeah. fine." But, you, but right. if you notice, most of the people that do spend a lot of money on, like, you know, your Harvards and your like Princetons, are still fucking morons. You know, oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah you know, obviously, I mean, they they don't read well. <laughs> they don't understand the world. Some of them, yeah. not all of them. Well, I mean, it. I mean, if yeah, if you're going for a creative discipline, then yeah, they're totally like 
lambs in the woods or whatever. But if you're like trying to become a doctor, lawyer, whatever, then you're or work on Wall Street. Yeah, then you're on a path to great success. Yeah. Well, if money is success, success in quotes. So this sitcom is called <laughs> What's Next. Yes. Okay. It's four middle-aged losers live together in a house in San Francisco. Character like one it. is Kate. She's 40-ish. She's thin. She's like a pixie. She's real cute. She used to work for Smashbook or Fugle or Snafu or one of those, right? And she made millions, but she had to be cashed out because of some sexual harassment lawsuit or something like that, but we're not allowed to know about it because litigation and all that kind of stuff. But anyway, she got a huge, huge settlement from Snafu or Fugle or whatever, right? But then... She, she bought, so she bought this house, which was great. But then she took all of that money and she, she sunk it into this new app. She was going to have this app. She was going to make a billion, billion dollars. So she lost all her millions. And then she second mortgaged her house oh, to try to save it. But now, woof, scary. So she has to find three renters ASAP, okay, to save her house. That's Kate, right? She's in her 40s. I love this. I want to watch this show. This is character two. It's Sam. Uh, she's 40-ish. She's strong. She doesn't wear a lot of makeup. She has long brown hair. She likes to wear braids and pigtails, whatever. She's recently divorced, loves karaoke and drinking. Pam. Yeah, this is... Yeah. Runs a radio... <laughs> I didn't But not all it. Pam. Just... Uh, sorry. Runs a radio station where comedy happens. Can't afford to rent, so has been living at the station. Needs a place to live because uh, sink showers just don't cut it, and she can't afford 24-hour fitness membership. So, like, the open... The thing is, she's living here... And there's like a comedy, the, the, I'm going to tell you the next two characters, but the whole way that she hooks up with Kate is that Kate's like trying to figure out what she's doing. She's walking around and she's freaking out because of her house or whatever. And she sees the place and she sees comedy and she's like, okay, I'm going to go in there. I'm going to go to this comedy show. And It's like a modern day down. three's company. Yeah, kind of, except like there's four it. people. But she, she sits down and then she ends up, she accidentally leaves her purse and she leaves. And then she comes back to get her purse and she sees the Sam character like rolling out her sleeping bag and stuff and she's like what are you doing and and they start talking and she's like I how much can you afford blah 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 blah. so they talk so okay so then they need to find two other roommates ASAP like like she's given these thugs a a week she's given a thousand dollars in a week and said don't take my furniture like that's the thing like the opening scene or whatever is like they're taking out Kate's furniture and she's like no 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 I got this give me a week I got this right so she gives him $1,000 and says, give me a week. And she's got to find in this week four people that can pay, that can do this. And, you know, she doesn't, I don't know. She doesn't want to be on, the, I don't want to call it Craigslist, Meg's List or whatever. <laughs> she doesn't want to try in Meg's List because it's going to be too scary. And she wants to live with adults and not kids because she doesn't want a bunch of 23-year-old partiers. But she's just like, ah, I can't. What am I going to do? Mm-hmm. Okay. So the next character, character three is Trudy. Trudy is 50-ish. She's rotund. Uh, gray curly hair. She's Gertrude Steinish, or she fancies herself that way. She's definitely looking for her Alice B. Toklas. Uh, she just started community college for poetry. She's really, really into it. Uh, she thinks she's going to be a famous poet. She's been making chapbooks and going to readings. She often crashes comedy open mics with her poems. Oh, we got And color. she does the same at music open mics. It's probably Sweet Gail. You can answer if you want and say Gail. And say, hey, Sweet Gail. Uh, or- I'll, I'll keep reading. You to talk to Gail for a second. Give her some community service. It's almost like Gail is one of the characters, but she's not. So she crashes open mics with her poems, and she does the same at music open mics. And she's even uh, bought a microphone and an amp, and she brings it with her on the bus. Uh, for impromptu readings and she needs a place because she just just kicked out of the hippie commune for being annoying uh, she is serious and undeterred so is it sweet gal 
Yeah. Yes, it is. No, okay, so uh, let's 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 put her. Put on three grand. I'm gonna put you up. Put you up on the air. At the Sheraton Hotel. Yeah. All right, all right, Gail, you're you're in. <laughs> what show are you doing now? We're, we're doing the AltaCast right now. It's the. Uh, what kind of that? The AltaCast. What's that about? It's about everything. It's about you, Sweet Gail, right now. But uh, I am joined by Latoya, the Sheriff of Truth Wind. Hello, Miss Sweet Gail. By Stefan Stefan Massey. I don't know if you know comedian Stefan Massey. He wasn't around when you were doing comedy, uh, but he's very funny. He has really good Werner Herzog impersonation. Oh uh, yeah, I can hardly hear you because you're electronic. Oh yeah, it buzzes. And I can hear you better. It buzzes, um, but we can hear you. Um, oh, good. Hey, do you know who Werner Herzog is? What? Do you know who Werner Herzog is? I don't know him by name, but I might know him by face. <laughs> well, or do you, perhaps by voice. <laughs> do you watch Do you watch documentaries on Netflix? Oh, I'm way back in the Stone Age. I got a phone, and I'm happy with that. You, you don't watch You don't You don't Netflix and chill, Gail? <laughs> no, I don't Netflix. I got a television. I watch TV. <laughs> with, with, I, but with commercials. Yeah, commercials. Sometimes the commercials are better than the programs. <laughs> oh, no. What's your favorite commercial, Gail? Mm, let me see. Um, well, they got the one with the little girl who's going to be a daredevil, and she, got, she thought she had a scar on her forehead, but she didn't have a scar because they put that... Uh, Neosporin or something. Oh, Neosporin. Oh, she was going to have a scar, no scar. That's sweet. Tugged at your heartstrings. She would have been some scar face. It's okay to have scars on your face, says Tina Fey. Well, she was, I guess, disappointed that she wasn't scarred up. Oh, because she wants to be tough. That's nice. Yeah, what else do they have? I don't know. Um... But like, well, well, you've been I don't watching know how TV. Serious you guys are, but you see all the crap that's going on in the city. Uh, what kind of crap in the city? You know, like, like people, those five guys, persons who are starving themselves. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I know all yeah. about this. Five. Right, the um, the hunger strike in front of the Mission Police Station. Yeah. Absolutely. I hadn't heard about this. Oh, Stefan really hasn't heard about they it. Care. I mean, really cared at the city hall. Um, I think that it's been going on for more than 10 days, and they're serious about it, yeah. and uh, Equipto is oh, the no, guy who's out there running they, like, it. like 17 days they didn't eat. Oh, 17, 17. days. I thought it was wow. They ended up in the hospital. Yeah, it's crazy. It's, it's, the, now, it's a real deal. Really, Equipto, I, I know that guy. He's done a show here. From my interaction with city government, from my opinion, they don't give a damn. Well, I mean, at least it brought out a lot of news, and at least people know that you know, I, What's, does does anything does any action affect anything? I mean, I think every action affects everything until somebody well, what dies. I'm is the city hall is doing yeah, their sometimes. Like they're talking about, they're gonna get tasers. And I heard one woman on the news say, "We don't want tasers. We want the police chief fired." <laughs> you see what they're doing? They're doing. Uh, that's a distraction tactic. Well, here's the thing. I don't even think they need tasers. You know, in England, they only have billy clubs. They don't have guns. They don't have tasers. They just, like, if you, but that's bad, too. Here's the thing. I don't want to get beaten up by anybody, whether they're police or, I mean, and who's to say, I think the problem that they're getting at is that, you know, they, they, they shot a homeless guy in the back. I mean, that's basically what this is all about. Is the, a couple of weeks ago they shot a homeless guy in the back, and why are they shooting first and asking questions later? Like because they can get away with it. Mm-hmm. Well, it's just it's all very scary to me that that's the initial. I mean, I'm mindset. not saying all police are that way. I'm just saying 75 percent. But <laughs> there's some bad apples, and they know they can get away with. Because what, what what do they usually do with the procedure? They're outraged. They look into it, and they say, oh. 
they were in their legal rights to do it. Right. Yeah. There's um actually um what happened in Alameda. Uh, there's because a video. Because two guys that were beating them up with their batons. Exactly. Yeah. That just happened in um someone shot the video and they posted up on YouTube and now the cops are, you know, they got arrested. But who? I mean. You know what's going to happen after that. You know they're not. They're going to get a slap on the yeah, wrist. The prosecution rate for people. Well, that's cops what happens a lot of times. They, they, you know, they do all this big investment. Like the mayor the other day was saying something about that muni driver that was off duty cussing that woman out and calling her names. That um, they're not going to tolerate that kind of behavior. <laughs> so they're but firing they tolerate the muni. The kind of behavior they did to me. I, you know, I, I love Muni and I love them so much that I would never begrudge them any yelling or cussing. They could, they could call yeah. me a, they could call me a cunt phrase freak and I'd say thank you, Muni driver, thank you Actually, for driving me around. I think the Muni drivers take a uh, take a lot of shit because yeah. some of the cray crays that can oh. just hop up on the bus, like in Chicago, you can't do that no, shit. And in New York, same thing. You yeah. pay, and if you don't, and it's if the you people on the bus that say, get the fuck off the bus. Right. It's the people. The driver doesn't even have to worry about it. In New York, you motherfucking pay. Pay. You pay. Everybody pays. Exactly. Like, you don't just hop up here. Here, it's, like, so completely different oh, where, so different. you know, I've seen, like, you know, cray-cray people yelling at the bus driver, and the bus driver's just like, and I'm like, dude, and everyone else on the bus is like, you need to get off the bus. So I have to give props to the Mooney drivers because they don't curse at it enough people. Yeah. I agree. So there are a lot of people. Their jobs are really rough, and, like, I can't imagine oh, yeah, like, I what know kind that. of egregious crap they had to do duty. to get fired. He was over the parking space. He wasn't going to get her or something. Well, I think that everyone just needs to smoke some more weed, weed. Yeah. and yeah. take a step back. Chill out, And man. be like, I'm going to get there when I get there. Like, road rage makes me crazy yeah. because I'm like – Get in the car and be safe. Why do we all gotta go, be, go fast, slow down to break? And then his people, ah, ah, in, out, zooming, zooming. Text so message. So scary. I know. You're, and you're so lucky you don't drive in Berkeley, Pam. I don't. Well, I don't drive at all. I mean, I sit shotgun to Jonathan as he mm. drives. And hey, I mean, even sitting, you know, shotgun, uh, you can get, you know, uh, what's it called, a contact road rage just yeah. from being in Berkeley traffic. PTSD. Is that is that hell on earth or something? It's, or I mean, people just earth, don't but. understand. Like, I, I had a bit about this recently. I was saying That's that having that. Aspergers is like. Like driving in Berkeley because it's you know it's frustrating and people there's a system in place but no one follows the rules and, <laughs> and it's just really aggravating to have to be a part of it. Visualize the turn signal. People don't. It's oh like, God, it's like that's the turn the signal doesn't even exist. Yeah, that's the absolute worst. There's they, a reason. For, it's called commun- your cars can communicate too. Remember that movie Cars when the cars talk? <laughs> it's just like that except with turn signals. I remember the movie Christine and beep beep beep. Oh man. Beep beep. <laughs> There, there are ways to communicate in cars. Uh, hey, Gail, do you have any I mean, other... No one deserves anything in Berkeley and driving. They do whatever they want. Oh, they do whatever. They're entitled. Absolutely. They, they, they get the whole road because they're pretentious <laughs> motherfuckers. Where's the police? Oh, the, the police are pretentious. They're all at a poetry reading, Gail. Yeah. That's what the Berkeley police are. They're at yeah. a poetry reading. And, and gardening. Yeah, and gardening. They actually have really beautiful botanicals just sitting around in the sun. Yeah, the rose garden especially. is a rotten... Because they're over there telling me that they can't reveal my poor situation because of the legality of it. Yet they turn around, they're protecting the people as a sanctuary city. Berkeley's a sanctuary city? You can know, I go they, there and you'll sanctuary on the, and <laughs> yeah. sleep in a church? I can do That's that? That's like the mirror said about they're not going to tolerate that behavior from uni drivers. That's because that was in the public eye. Oh. And you got to smooth it over. But they don't want to put the thing that I want out in the public eye, a, a dirty thing they did, that I think a despicable, horrible thing they did that involved 
killing someone Oof. in a roundabout way. But they want to keep that a secret. Well, you should make signs when your hips are back to normal, and you should protest with the signs. No, I called the mirror's office, and they tell me that, that oh, we can't talk about that, or we can't put that out because of the legality of it. <laughs> but then they, well, how much baloney can you be shoveled? Then they turn around, and this is a sanctuary city, and they're shielding people that are really illegal. You mm. see, uh, baloney. <laughs> I'm glad baloney. these people are over there protesting every day. And I'm glad they're sticking to their guns. Fire the sheep of police. Because he should have got up over there. Nothing personal against the guy. But after the first or even the first shooting like that, he should have clamped down and said, we can't be having this. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah. now there are like four of them now. Yeah, and there's a lot. And, and then there's like a continue on this way. There's a lot of uh, racist emails and text messages that have yeah, been I've going around those. in each uh, police department. There's the one on the sunset. Uh, I was reading about about some racist emails. There's some. Um, I, I think there was some in Ber- or not Berkeley. Excuse me, Oakland. There's a bunch in San Jose. <laughs> I remember reading about that. Yeah. Yeah. Did anyone like get? Were there any repercussions for anyone? I think the guy in the sunset, who was an Asian, by the way. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. He was just like he was talking about. Uh, homosexuals and uh, Latinos and black people and women <laughs> and uh, he was saying a lot of derogatory sta- statements in these emails and what have you and photos and so I think he got reprimanded but again it's oh. it's a slap on the wrist yeah, yeah. he'll be alright another guy named Phil whatever who said about if you mess around with my family I got the legal right to kill you Oh, no, oh, I don't know God. about that. I mean, that's not exactly the exact wording, but that's the general idea. Well, I feel that way. If someone messed with my cat, I'd probably go and murder them. <laughs> Absolutely. I'd go after them. with, with I have sharp knives at my house. <laughs> so he I would definitely... He was on TV the other night on the news trying to defend himself, and they took it out of contest or something. Uh-oh. I don't know. And he's still on the job. But he's not out in the field, as far as I know. No, well, right. keep him behind the desk. Hey, Gail, uh, your conversation made me want to eat a bologna sandwich, so we're gonna say goodbye. You should yeah, go get a you should go get a bologna sandwich for yourself. Pouches is rotten. Don't think they're not. Oh no, we know. <laughs> That's we we definitely. We, but thank you for calling. Have All a wonderful right, day. And Bye. we'll talk to you soon. Bye, Bye Gail. Gail. Bye, Gail. That. That was sweet, Gail. She threw us into a political mood. She threw us. We didn't want to get political today. We didn't want to. Sweet Gail is sort of like, I would work her into that uh, character, the other character, the old lady character. Mm. She could be like the neighbor or something. Sweet Gail could be the neighbor. That's a fucking good idea. No, Sweet Gail wouldn't, because she wouldn't live in such a nice house. Unless she owned it maybe, from... Maybe like a, a homeless person living outside, or panhandling outside the house. There you go. Panhandling, yeah. Sweet Gail, the panhandler. (laughs) Inspiration. Uh, I, even, I even wrote the, the song, you guys. Oh, there's a theme song. Yeah. Nice, dude. You actually should go all the way with this. If you, hey, if you had your druthers, who would you want to perform the theme song? Oh God, I don't know yet. I, I, I it's, it's a very, it's almost like that, um, 80s-y kind of like different strokes kind of thing. Uh, <laughs> that okay, Kate so, Natalie kind of so where we left off is that Trudy is. Uh, she needs a place to live because she was kicked out of the hippie commune she was living in for a while for being annoying. Uh, she is serious and undeterred. Character four is male. He's in his 60s. His name is Dick. He's unkempt, but not in a stoner or drug way. More like a professor after being fired, nervous breakdown kind of unkempt. <laughs> he has failed at so many things in his life and is now trying stand-up comedy. 
He has great intentions, but doesn't understand boundaries. If he gets a laugh, he gets manic, and then is apt to say, nice boobs to the lesbian. <laughs> Easily confused, but always generous, like a deranged uncle that offers you pocket candy and you're not sure if you should take it. Needs a place to live because his kids kicked him out after he crashed the car. Uh, has to live in the city because he needs to use the bus to get to open mics. So those are the four characters that are going to live together. It's Kate with the house, and she's desperate, right? And then she, so she picks up Sam, the radio station person. And I figured that the radio station means that as a set, it's easy because it's already here. Right. And it brings in all kinds of weird, disparate people. Like, you can bring in anybody because you're in a radio... Like, anything could happen here. So it's like a nice... Even comedy, which makes it like into a, it's a good setting, right? Uh, and then there's, then there's the Trudy character, who's like the old lady poet, who I want her to eventually go to these open mics and do poetry. But everyone's laughing all the time, and they think she's a stand-up comic because she's so serious and undeterred. So she like starts. Like she's doing a character. Like they think that she's doing. And she's doing her poetry and she's being serious, serious about, about it, but it. it's fucking hilarious because she's so bad that they think, so So she starts getting laughs and she's getting upset about it and the other ones are like, no, you're great. It's like, why are you laughing at me? Yeah, exactly. She's She wants to go to any open mic. And then Dick is this old guy who uh, is just... Out of touch, Out like. of touch, out of time, trying to be a stand-up comedian. I don't want to say he's like Paul Sanford, because Paul Sanford would sue me. <laughs> He'd be like, I want to play that character. He'd be like, I'm trying out for the character of Dick. I'm like, no, no, please, no. He doesn't seem the litigious type. Yeah, no, well, he'd be like, that's my life. But so I'm going to change enough things that it's right. not. Um, okay, so, here's the song. Uh, you're just divorced and you have no recourse. What do you do? What's next? Think you're a poetess, uh, but you are in duress. What do you do? What's next? In a city with millions of dollars where you can't even get your peace. Where are you going to live when you can't afford to sign a lease? Uh, hey there, creepy old man with neither money or tan. What do you do? What's next? What's next? What's next? What's next? <laughs> I <laughs> love it. <laughs> oh my god. I love and it. So you it's like dude. <laughs> <laughs> Pam, have you ever seen uh, that uh, John Mulaney special New in Town? Uh, uh, it's on It's on Netflix. And I don't watch TV. That's the beauty of on, trying to write right, something that I don't watch. It's on Netflix, though. And okay. at the very beginning of it, uh, Reggie Watts does like a, a an 80s spoof song, oh, like cool. presenting it as some kind of 80s sitcom. Right. That's what that made me think of. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's yeah. pretty dope. Well, I just think, I was just thinking like, I know these characters. And it started last night when I was at the poetry reading and this lady was enormous and she was really serious about her poem. And it was a weird one. It was about... You know that picture by, from the um, really famous picture from the 20s of the Okies, and it's the mother, and she's like, has a baby over here and a baby over here, and she's like nursing. It's a Dorothea Lang picture. During the Great Depression? The Great Depression. It's like the, oh, the, the lady. Dust bowl. Yeah, yeah. And she's oh, all so. like looking off and everything. Yeah. So she wrote this poem that was like, basically like the biography of this woman's life as she imagined it mm. through this picture. It was good and everything, but it was one of those things where I was like, Oh, you pretentious old lady. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. she was like, blah, 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 mother of us all. And it was, it was, that was, it was. And so she was very serious about it. She was very rotund. And I'm like watching her and listening. And I was like, oh my God, I should write a sitcom where there's like a poet and a comedian living together. And like, 
what's next? Yeah. What's next? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like, but that's the other thing is I watched this thing on Netflix, this documentary about gender theory, about women. And, and they were saying that in Hollywood, they're just, they say, well, no one wants to watch things about women. And, and they're saying, well, none of the writers are women. They're That's all men. Cool. No, and men right. People want to watch stories about, look at Orange is the New Black. That's a story yeah. with like all women. But they yeah. were saying years ago, like in Hollywood, like no one wants to watch. That's a chick flick. And But things have got sort of changed now and the gender binaries opened up and stories. And people, but they're saying like, look at the people that we see on television. Everyone's in their 20s. And once you're in your 40s, you just disappear. You're yeah. no, or are like, you playing the grandmother? Well, right. I mean, it's, I think it's changing a bit. I mean, there's so much stuff. Like, I think that's, I mean, you mentioned that you wanted to have it on Netflix. And I think that'd be the perfect place for it because there's stuff like Grace and Frankie. I love that show. You know, right. I still haven't watched it, but I heard it's great. Um, but, I mean, there's just so Jane much. Jane Fonda's not a very good actress, but. Um, I love Jane Fonda. She was, I, I watched, I had to watch the first episode and I was like, look, everyone's great except Jane Fonda. Watch her acting. Well, it's just that you're just like. Everyone else is like playing a character and like mm. you're just watching her act. Jane Fonda mm. always will play Barbarella. She still is that character in every film. On Golden Plot or on Golden Pond. Yeah. <laughs> on Golden, on Golden Pond. <laughs> it's still Barbarella. Yeah. Coot. Yeah. It's still Barbarella. I, I, it's her saying lines. I, I'm, I'm loath to admit that I watched the entirety of that HBO series, The Newsroom, uh, and she, actually, her character is one of my favorite things about uh, Jane Fonda. One of my favorite things about the show because she played like the head of the network and she was like constantly smoking pot <laughs> on that show, which is fantastic. I love That's Jane Fonda. I'm fond oh, of her. I, maybe I have to watch it. I mean, I tried to watch the Frankie and I just couldn't. I couldn't get past it. That first one I was like, yeah, oh. go. You got to keep going a little bit because the first episode uh, is like, what? Okay, but like. I, they just uh, the second season just came out. I was watching three episodes last night. Ooh. So, but no, it's. I think like when you have outlets like Hulu and Netflix, yeah. you have a lot more to be creative with, and you don't have like fucking NBC, CBS, you know, up your ass about yeah. like this is what we want. And you know, you can they give so well, much leeway to the creators. Margaret right. Cho talked on this movie, this gender studies theory that's on Netflix right now, and she was saying that. You know, she had anorexia, and they were still telling her to lose weight because she was right. Asian and oh, her man. face was round. Oh yeah, and she was like, the, the reason she was like, they, and then they canceled her the show. show. And the all American they replaced Girl. It with, they replaced it with Drew Carey because he's so thin. Because yeah. his face is so svelte, right? God. I but used so to watch that, that show. So that's I'll, why she was, but she was. That was a real difficult thing for her to try to deal with the networks at that time, and they, she was trying to be what they wanted her to be, and she just wasn't going to be it. Mm. And she tried and tried and tried, and then she was like, "Okay, I just need to do my own thing." Right. But now, there are Asians, there are larger women. There's there are that uh, fresh off the boat on uh, ABC. Yeah, I like that again, show. It's not something else I haven't watched, but I hear it's great. It's really funny. I love that show. Mm. But I mean, the thing is, it's just like, and I think this is why, like, you have a lot of white people who are upset, like you know, Trump supporters, because they see so many brown faces and different people. And different sizes like you don't you're not going to get your morgan fairchilds anymore yeah. on your you know cbs or nbc well, melrose place and yeah and you're, 90210 you're and, not gonna and, i mean now people are, want to see something different yeah. so disney channel's still selling barbie dolls i mean like if you watch <laughs> but any they're disney selling movies, brown dar- barbie dolls yes, too now, it's, yeah, it's, they, got, they got the Zendaya sophia barbie dolls whatever. yeah Zen- there there's an there's casey Zendaya. she's amazing casey she's, undercover she's gonna really be in show. the next uh, spider-man movie i'm really excited oh that's great she's yeah. a really good little actress yeah uh, she can do stunts and stuff but too. you know my favorite uh like little analog for um 
uh, like how the culture is changing to like welcome in uh, minorities and stuff. There was an episode of Louis when um, that one super right wing comic, I can't remember his name, but he's just chatting with Louis at uh, the comedy cellar and he's like, the white man in this country doesn't even have a voice anymore. And Louis's like, what, 2,000 years of unchecked power isn't enough for you? Right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I think it's kind of cool. Like you're seeing this kind of like slightly realistic thing going on on television. I never thought I would see, say that. said slightly. Mm-hmm. But as when it comes to movies, which I don't go to the movies anymore because it seems like all the movies that come out are mostly horrible and white. Like, yeah. why would I want to go see Noah about a bunch of white people? Noah was one of the worst <laughs> movies ever made and hilarious. I watched it on the Netflix one morning with Jonathan <laughs> and I couldn't turn it off because it was so bad. Once the aliens came, once the alien angels came down, I was like, wow, we are really moving off the Bible here. With seraphim <laughs> and cherubim, there are the, all the angels, the tree yeah. angels are here to They're save rock you. angels. Rock tree yeah. angel things, yes. Because I, I'm getting confused between that yeah. and that. The ants from Lord of the Rings. Yeah, yeah. exactly. It's, it seems like film is has turned into like the most unrealistic thing well, that, you know. I mean, the biggest money makers in Hollywood now are the Marvel movies. Yeah. They're like, but uh, you, speaking of which, you should actually see Civil War because Black Panther is the best thing about it. He's amazing. I haven't seen it. Yeah, it's, it's, he's so good. Uh, Chadwick Boseman, uh-huh. uh, the guy from 42 and Get On Up. Um, yeah, he plays the leader of this African nation. It's the most technologically advanced place on earth. And he gets involved in this skirmish because he thinks this other dude killed his dad. But he just he's so badass and amazing. Yeah. I need to check that out. I need to check that out or stop watching TV. <laughs> Either one. I, I, I really do like your uh, your TV show. I, I'm getting like a visual of it in my head. It's just a bunch of weird dumpy people in a house. No, not dumpy. I mean, two, the no, girls are... No, n- not traditionally attractive. Not traditionally attractive people. That's the whole thing is it's going to be like... And I want them to be super losers and really fuck up all the time. <laughs> like they're trying so hard, but they just don't get it. Like, yeah. It's like a modern day version of... I don't want to say Golden Girls because they're not yeah, that no, old. No, that's what I thought about it. I thought yeah. it was like the modern-day golden girls. Yeah. That's what I wanted to be. But, but middle-age girls. Yeah. Age down, modern-day golden girls. Yeah. 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 But, you know, I think, like, I mean, that's... But I feel like there's a big niche for shows about people just fucking up constantly. That's, like, it's not nearly as diverse as a lot of the other stuff around, but I, that's why I love girls, is, like, it's just these people trying to figure their shit out and almost never doing so, and I can relate very heavily to that. Um, I'm thinking that I want the character Dick to every episode have a different job. So he's doing, like... <laughs> Like Fuber and then Smash Rabbit or whatever, like, yeah. and they're always fake names. Like he's doing, now he's doing like you know, Smash Cat or whatever. He's doing. He's every single, yeah. every single episode. He has a new job with like a new T-shirt that has a logo on it or like a hat. That'd you know, be a shtick. He's like, he's like, yeah, today I'm driving, just started the new one, selling Kongan water, you know, like just trying everything. He gets into Avon, like he's doing it all. Arbon. That would be very funny. Because that would be who this character is. Like, just, like, very, very... I don't want to say irresponsible. He's... He likes to live on shaky ground. Well, he because t- he, t- he doesn't understand. He because he accidentally sexually harasses everybody. Like he, it's gonna be like he gets fired because why did you get fired today, Dick? Well, I was telling her a joke in the cab. I was trying out some new material. And I guess they don't like me talking about their pussies. <laughs> 
something. That's too obvious. Keep that writing does. this. That, yeah, yeah, that does sound like exactly like something that would keep be writing this show. Of. I want this to happen. It would be. I mean, I just I just kind of started with the ideas. I'm like, oh, I can backstory it and figure it out. You got the beginnings of your writer's room right here. Yeah, and totally. Be like, hey, there's. But it's. I just. I don't. It's in my head. It's based off of sort of like six different people. But I don't want them to think that it's right, based right. off them. So, sort of every time I come up with a concept that it sounds like Paul Sanford, I'm going to make it the opposite. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, <laughs> there's some difference in there. Like, yeah, so he doesn't it's think. It's not about you. It's like he's a really short, <laughs> thin guy who's manic and weird and jumps around all the time. And instead of using cards for his comedy, he uses. He flips coins. It's either this or that. Which joke are we doing? Are we doing this joke? I got two lists. I got one in each hand. Which are we doing? Flip it left or right. I got a coin. Uh. Everything has to be different, so I'm not not the same. I like this. Mm. Sell this shit. Well, that's what I was thinking about, too. I'm like, there's got to be a way that I can sell something. I mean... I mean, there's so many outlets these days. Like, you can, like, make it on the smallest scale. And then, I mean, Broad City started out as a web series. Yeah. And then Amy Poehler found out about it. And she's like, put this shit on TV. Yeah, there's, that show's really, really funny. So, so it good. is funny. So good. That yeah. is really funny. Did you see a time-traveling bong? No. It's just an hour, like an hour little uh, special thing that um, a bunch of the people who worked on Broad City did after the current season about these two stoners who... Um, find a time-traveling bong and like they like just get lost in various parts of history because uh, every time they smoke it it takes them somewhere else that's very cool yeah it's great i wish that could happen in reality <laughs> yeah we had that dream it's the altacast yes uh you're listening to mutiny radio.fm here uh, again i'm your host pam benjamin i'm joined by latoya the sheriff of truth win uh, and Stephen massey comedian Entrepreneur, I'm just making up words. What are you gonna look for for your new job? What are you thinking of? Uh, I mean, honestly, I actually like was thinking about like stuff that I'm uh, genuinely passionate about, and like I know it's really hard to break into since the field's so crowded right now. But I really would like if I, there was some way to break into it. I'd like to get into weed, honestly. Oh, yeah. A lot of people are going that route. Yeah, like that's, it's, it's yeah, that's... really smart. I mean. It's it it's the ultimate cash crop. I mean, like especially with all the legalization come come November, it's going to be totally legal here. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully. Yeah. I mean, well, they're trying to make it on the net. It's HC twenty sixteen, I believe, is the ballot. Yeah, and it has all the signatures, so it's going to be on the ballot. It it takes it takes we taking it out completely out of a schedule one and it makes it exactly the same as alcohol so the atf would become the atmf (laughs) so it would be the alcohol tobacco tobacco, marijuana marijuana firearms firearms. so instead of just atf but it'd be taking it out of schedule one and it's i it's amazing Mm. and when that happens though it's just going to be it's going to be a snatch grab for who gets the the tax money because everyone's going to want it the way they're doing it right now in um washington and in oregon is that it's like a sin tax. So it's the same thing with alcohol. It's why it's so expensive in hard alcohol. It's very expensive in Seattle because of the sin tax. And it's the same thing that they put on marijuana and it's a 25% tax, but they only apply it to the recreational facilities, not the medicinal. So all the recreational facilities can have a separate room that's medicinal and there's a different charge and it's less because it's medicinal. So you can have both cards. And I think that's what's going to end up happening in other states as we're sort of taking that initiative that there's the medical marijuana card that says your doctor says you can have it. And then there's, I have an ID that says I'm over 21. So I can buy as much marijuana as I fucking want. But in Seattle right now, it costs like 75 bucks for an eighth. Yikes. If you get it, but it's but the beauty of it is you can get off the plane and go into a store 
and say, look, I'm 41 years old. I'd like some marijuana. And they say, what okay. kind would you like? And then mm. buy it, and there's paper, there's everything. Now, but it's yeah. just more expensive. So far with Washington and Oregon, I don't know if you'd know, but uh, the sin tax, what do uh, what do they do with those funds? Do, is there, are they... They go to state stuff, cool, you know, schools. Infrastructure. Infrastructure. Okay. They better, at least. Yeah. Great. It goes to... Right. I mean, ostensibly, that's what we think. That's what they say they're doing. Who knows what they do with tax That's money. what they said know. the lottery went for. Oh, I mean, God. Right. Yeah. And it's, I mean, who knows how that all works. But I think with the, you know, I don't think people realize how many jobs, like, this will create. I'm like, oh, oh my God, there's so much money to be made by this unharmful thing. Yeah, yeah it's You really know, awesome. and this medical thing. It's just, and I, I can't, it just baffles me still to this very day. People who are very anti you know marijuana you know and it's just like if you like money and it's mostly those people who like money who are anti-marijuana i'm like well you worship money because that's your god because they have stock in pharmaceutical companies Mm. (laughs) right people are still going to be popping pills and dying from them i mean but it's yeah i totally agree with that but there's i mean you can play both fields right you can have two different types of dealers. You can grow it in all the fields. Right. <laughs> I, I think one thing, though, that's also uh, an issue for people who are uh, looking at, at the financial and pharmaceutical side of it, and, and who knows uh, how quickly or at all, if at all this will even happen, but the, the hemp side of things, oh, because uh-huh. you can use that for so many uh, organic uh, shampoo, rope, what have you, uh, and people are uh, scared of that um, shutting down a lot of these um, big businesses. Like the Koch brothers. Exactly. They, yeah. Yeah. They own almost every, uh, you know, your your brownies and your Charmins and your kitchen yeah. uh, cleaning products that you have under your sink. Yeah. Yeah. They almost that. Oh, and shampoo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Keep keeping it clean. Uh, what part of the industry do you want to go into? You looking to go into the farming? I'd want to. I'd want to. I mean, I don't have any kind of botanical experience, but I I would like want to try and find some people that could uh, assist me. Honestly, like I just like in the total abstract, I was just thinking about it and being like, I just all the jobs I've had, they're menial desk jobs where I just like push paper, scan stuff, and so I was just thinking like I could be just totally happy just cutting trim all day oh wow yeah and and so uh, beyond that i i don't really have a notion i i I would you know i could put up seed money so to speak uh oh no 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 there's plenty of places that hire you just have to know the right people Mm. uh, no i yeah i've been looking uh i'm I'm just like it's all these it's intimidating because they're like you must have three years of agricultural experience and a master's degree in botany whatever (laughs) um, what were you doing previously oh i've mostly just worked like i said i've just worked desk jobs i've done filing and 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 uh, very OCD stuff that I'm suited to. Nine, nine to five. Yeah, I, I, I got really lucky with my last job. They let me set my own hours and take off pretty much whenever I wanted, and, and that's also something that uh, would hopefully carry over into whatever I do next. <laughs> that's wow. that's the important part. Really is. Time to myself. Really is. <laughs> yeah, and then got it. So how long do you get uh, fun employment for? Oh, I'm not. I mean, I was. Uh, um, I was temp, so I don't even get on. Oh, point. no way. Sure you do. You don't? I don't. Well, I never came on full time. And then don't you have to be full time for six months to be eligible? I have no idea. Yeah. I would look into that. My parents are, are like super um, uh, anti that because they feel like I'm just like uh, being a shiftless layabout if I if I take unemployment. It's only yeah, for but six you'd be months. doing your comedy. Yeah. You'd be. Right. Yeah. But and they don't. So you'd be but doing... they don't see that as a means to me having a 
you know, careers. I mean, not that they're, like, not supportive. Obviously, they came out, they saw me, they, and they're, like, very always trying to, like, get an idea of when it's going to turn into something bigger than what it is. Um, but at the same time, they're also concerned that I am not really building a life for myself outside of them. Uh, so are they still, they're still, su they're supporting you financially? Oh, no, not at all. Oh. Yeah. No, but well, they, they, when I was, uh, born, they set up a trust fund for me. So I do have, I, and I've saved up a bit from this last job. So I'll, I'll be okay for a little bit. That's wow. good to see. Yeah. Okay. Smart. Yeah. But why do you have to know what you want to do when you're 24? That's I'm 30. Oh, you're 30. <laughs> I don't know 30. what I want to do and I'm 34. Yeah, yeah, no, I, 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 that's like, I, I see that a lot in like, I, I don't, am I like, am I a millennial? Do yes. I qualify? Yes, okay, we yeah. are. Okay. <laughs> yes, we are. I, I am the beginning of the millennial. Yeah. Yeah. I think I'm like a Gen X on the cusp of millennial, whatever, millennialhood. Yeah. So like, I see a lot of people in that, uh, that fall under that umbrella who are just sort of, um, uh, floundering for something that uh, is going to give their life meaning that they're really passionate about. That's and why just... we went to art school. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was actually a theater major. Ditto. Oh man, I'm sorry. Yeah, we're three theater majors. Oh yeah. god, I, this yeah. is like this is like a confluence of extreme rarity because I can almost never actually stand to be around theater people. But you're not you're not <laughs> theater people. You're not. You were just theater majors. Crucial I wore, distinction. I wore black a lot. And then I, <laughs> I switched over. I once taped up my sneakers with black electric gaffers tape yeah. to not be seen on stage yeah. <laughs> I farted on stage left oh god I knocked over a tree <laughs> backstage one time like a little not like a actual tree obviously it was a planted potted plant and it crashed backstage during the show right yes yes of course that happened to me where um, we were doing a show and I kicked over the car on stage during the show <sighs> And everyone laughed, so that was good. <laughs> oh, yeah, at least yeah. At least Everyone's like, I'm like, and I writ with it. So my, I actually I transitioned. I was I was in tech, and then I did acting my last year in, uh, at high school. This was at St. Mary's, and my absolute favorite moment, like we we did Fame, and I was uh, I, I was I played Bruno, <laughs> uh, and my absolute favorite moment. So we did um I sing the body electric was the closing number, uh -huh. and uh, at the very end there's the last line of the song is stars and we all put up our the three leads put up our hands and like did a little flourish at the end of stars we did stars and like I I, I I on the closing night I put my hand down before I was supposed to and like in that split second when the end of the song happened and before the applause came in my, the guy right next to me says keep your hand up and everyone in the audience hears it and they they laugh their asses off it was it's perfect it's always when you break characters right sometimes. it's like yeah. that's funny we just yeah. made this play interesting for, for real yeah i mean it was just like it, all the stuff i mean we the production value was good for for a high school play but we had one run through before our opening night it was it was ridiculous how intense it was wait wow. one run through yeah i know one full run through like we'd been rehearsing for for like over a month obviously but we like we couldn't get to like having everything right enough to do a yeah. full run through you had it to was do three nights before the show for real yeah it was <laughs> like actually one night the um the woman playing the uh one of the main professors like Mr mark and someone had to like uh stall for time just like make up some shit about what she'd been doing on her weekend like on stage it was <laughs> and i was i remember like i was sweating bullets i was so nervous i like that feeling <laughs> i miss that feeling of yeah. butterflies and sweating bullets exactly, yeah i didn't think you were 30 i'm still <laughs> <laughs> i was under the i love you <laughs> 
thought you were. Like I, I have a baby face. I do I have a baby like face. Two. I know. Like, You've got age on your side, brother. That's what that means. Yeah, I, I guess. Yeah. Um, because I've seen some 30 and 20-something year olds that look rough. Like, Shut like even with say. the beard, you thought I was. I thought you were like 24, 25. <laughs> I did. I thought you were like fresh out of school. Like, yeah. God, I like wish. First time in the big city. Cha cha cha. Uh, yeah, well, jobs. In the, I used to be able to provide jobs in the weed industry, but not anymore. Sad That's recent case. because That's of recent. a young millennium took Because of a young millennium <laughs> took me took out. Took her job. Took me out of the of the picture. What but, happened there? If you um, want to get it into was, it. It was just, um, you know, Alta California Botanicals mm-hmm. used to sponsor the station. Yeah. And they gave us $25,000 over two and a half years. And they funded, wow. they gave us $1,500 for the festival. So oh, they were man. pretty much the money behind all that. And um, they decided to move their um, production facility from here to oh, a place in Sausalito. okay. And so it, um, where they pay more money and they actually uh, pay more money to the people who actually do the job. So they were saving a lot of money by being here. Yeah, I mean, that, that doesn't and sound like you, it, it's something you can really begrudge them for. And it didn't, they certainly yeah. weren't doing it out of spite or anything. It wasn't. They were just... And they live closer to that area. It's just a bummer because it was a big part of my economy, yeah. and I didn't even get like two weeks' notice. Like it was like, boom. So, but you know, I can roll with the punches, and we just raise the dues here at the station since we don't have a sponsor anymore. Um, and you know, we'll try to find a new sponsor. But having a sponsor like that kind of made everybody lazy, yeah. because it's like, oh, we get eight hundred a month. We don't have to worry about anything. We don't have to worry about fundraising. We don't have to worry about it. And now it's like, well. You kind of do now, <laughs> and the <laughs> responsibility kicks yeah. in because yeah. I can't I can't foot the bill for the whole group. Yeah, um, no, anyone that would tell you something like that doesn't understand how the business works. They don't, well, this isn't this is barely a business. I mean, it's pretty much just like a fun clubhouse trying to keep it open, have a good place for comedy. Maybe someday when we finally get our website together, which supposedly is going to happen soon. Is that your own big dig? Big dig. Oh, sorry. That's a East Coast reference. Is it? Uh, it was a construction project that went on for oh, decades. Yeah, it's been on. It's been on for. They've been trying to work out a new website for three years. How now. about How about Second Street Subway? That one. You get that one. No. Is that L.A.? That's nuts, New York. Oh. <laughs> there's there's a, a the Second Street Subway has been under construction for over a century. Well, I actually know why that's a problem too, and because I found out in the history books. Now that you say that, they haven't been able to dig the tunnels because. They started digging with these machines, but they mm-hmm. were breaking all the bits off the machines, even when they were like, oh, Lord. when they were like diamond bits, and they oh, didn't know man. what it was. But then they figured it out. It's the old piles of oyster shells that the Indians used to eat, because the Indians that lived on Long Island and Manhattan and all that stuff in there, the main thing. Now that we've poisoned the river, there really aren't as many oysters. But there used to be like oysters that were like. You know, a foot long, like these great, big, amazing oysters. Oh, yeah. And so that's kind of what the Native Americans in that area lived off of. And then they would throw them, they would create these piles. Oh my gosh, like a they, wall of piles of oysters. Of oyster shells, yeah. And then over time, since they lived there for so long, and then they built the city on top of it, and so they're trying to go through, but that's where like the shore was, and that's where they have their oysters and chuck them onto the oyster piles. And, those, and oyster shells are pretty fucking hard. Right. And well, so I mean, be- if they break down diamond drill bits, yeah, yeah. they must be. So then, yeah. so there are these huge columns that are all along th- sort of 2nd Street, which would be like almost the shoreline mm-hmm. of where the rivers were, and that's what it is. It's 
tightness. That just really made me hungry. Yeah, I know. I love oysters. <laughs> I do too. <laughs> does your place does your place do raw oysters? Yeah. Oh, they do. oh you work yeah, at a restaurant? I do work at a restaurant. Cool. I work in the service industry. But yeah, we do have oysters and they're fucking good too. Which we restaurant? Get, um, it's called Belga. It's in the Marina. Marina. <laughs> um, yeah. What's the average price of a tabletop for two? Uh, for two, so like uh, I could say like maybe seventy five. Okay. Because uh, they get drinks. Yeah, and then adding drink. Not, I'm not even adding dessert, but like if you get one round, and a lot of it, a lot of people share. So like we have sausage boards that are like you know thirty five dollars, but it's enough food for people to sure. you know for two people. And then like you know I have people that spend five hundred dollars. I got a hundred dollar tip last night. Oh, wow. I got a hundred dollar tip the other night. I was just like I was, that, I've been is making. Is that a it. rare occurrence? I yeah sometimes but the tab was five hundred dollars right, so yeah. that's twenty percent uh, yeah so but you know it's 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 reasonable it really is for a lot of places here in San Francisco I mean I've had people spend two people spend actually twenty six dollars they shared everything they got full they didn't have a drink. But I mean, you just, when you're going out to eat in this town, you got to be very creative. And that's why I like going to a lot of restaurants where you share things. A a lot of the people, the high rollers that come in, it's mostly, is it like tech bros, lawyers? Oh, you get all of it. You know, Um, you, you, it's a mostly white clientele. You get a lot of professionals and you do get people that think it's a fine dining, but we, our managers tell us this is not fine dining. <laughs> We're not treating it like fine dining. But some people come in there because you know, they're in the marina. You know, it's a nice place. But we're not fucking fine dining, and we're not white tablecloth. What? Are, why are was, you acting this yeah, way? Yeah, I was gonna say oysters aren't especially known as a uh, terribly ethnic food. Yeah. Well, they are technically. They are. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it's just they, they like so many uh, defined dining experiences. It's been appropriated by the white man. Yeah, that's that's a thing. And oysters are like, I mean, coming from like I used to spend my summers in New Orleans. That's poor oysters are actually a poor man's food technically. Yeah, they totally are a poor man's food it, because it's part of crustacean. Any kind of crustacean mm. at you know. That's what the poor man would eat. And Anything then, you can fish for, some is is, a, yeah. is low on the totem pole. Yeah, exactly. Um, but. I mean, I like where I work because I, like, get always these weird kind of stories and interactions with people and seeing people living in their bubble. But, I mean, you you and Jonathan can go there. You get a discount. All right. Um, and eat and drink well. But the thing is, I just noticed, like, even if you do want to just go out to lunch by yourself here in San Francisco... I notice places, their food's not good, but why are you so expensive? Like, I don't want to yeah. pay, like, $24 for a burger, and it's shit. You know, yeah. I don't so want... So many people will pay... Like, that's my dad to a T. He'll he'll pay much more for the atmosphere than, like... Yeah. I mean, he won't, he won't go back if the food's bad, but, like, it, the atmosphere is the thing that, the that, that lures him in. Yeah. I've been to some places in this town where they're paying for the atmosphere, but the food is, like... I'm like, this is some bullshit. Yeah. Like, more like the high-end Mexican places. <laughs> oh, I make man. fun of those that's, places. Yeah, you, you, you can't... That's You gotta go to the hole in the wall. That's where the, the real shit is. Right. Yeah. Why do I want to pay 15 dollars for a taco yeah right what yeah exactly you can get like a seven dollar uh super suiza quesadilla over at el ferolito and that's like enough for two meals absolutely it's so good and it's made with love for real (laughs) for real 
Well, I'm into my dollar fifty tacos at El Toro on 17th and Valencia oh, between been there. three and five been there, yeah. Monday through Friday. <laughs> three and five dollar fifty tacos, free chips. Support local business, y'all. Three dollars and twenty six cents for two tacos. Yum. Free chips. My uh, friend. I'm getting so hungry right I now. I know, right? So. I was just about to say, like, my friend, she uh, started working at this taco mezcal place um, in the Tenderloin, which is not too far away from you, Pam. It's called Matador, oh. and um, I forgot what street it's on though. So I did pay $13 for two tacos, and I felt guilty, but they were good, but they were small. Oh. But I was hungry after that, so it just pissed me off. It's always right. It's always so bizarre to me that like these restaurants will have these really beautifully plated uh, <laughs> uh, dishes that do not like fill you up one-fifth of the way, maybe. No, I, I'm it's like, ridiculous. Yeah, it, it just pisses me off because now I'm gonna be spending fifty dollars on myself, and I'm gonna be feeling guilty because I'm gonna shit that fifty dollars out because I'm never gonna <laughs> see it again, never. But yeah, I I I like the people who I work for. You know, they are the same people that own Beretta and Lolinda and oh really? And, yeah, and Lion those Teca. are nice restaurants. Yeah, you know, they're not too overpriced. You know, you can enjoy yourself I wish I would have done San Francisco as like a single woman like when I was single like if I would have actually dated I've never internet dated mm. and got, I've never really had guys worst. take me out it's for dinner worst. well I've just, I've just never been on like oh, a date right. I've never really been on date dates where like yeah. guys pay for me or they're like hey I'd like to take you out like that doesn't happen ever has never happened and I'm 41 what? so I'm not no it just didn't happen it's fine hmm. it's just because I'm too independent and I would want to pay for myself I was going to say I yeah weird. like the culture has changed a lot on, in, in that as well like for what little experience I have in that arena I, I feel like a, lo- a lot of <laughs> trying to be honest um, I feel like a lot of the time like for the few dates that I have gone out on uh, most of the time the girls don't want to have, have everything paid for They're, they want to chip in at least for one or two things no I'm like fuck that on the first day no no <laughs> No, you've been paying for dinner. The last, and I'm taking the leftovers too. The last two first dates <laughs> yeah. I had, the last two first dates I had, they, there was at least one thing paid for by the other party. I most, if I did ever, I'm sure that I would want to pay for half because I just wouldn't want the expectation that they paid for it. Right. So now they get to have sex. Right. With me. That's when the fun part comes because you pay for it and you're not going to have sex with me. <laughs> that because dinner was great. Now maybe after dinner, if we go to a bar, I'll probably buy you a drink. That's fair. That's nice. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, I'm not going to have that's you. That's fully fair. Yeah, because I'm not. I don't want to be a complete asshole and be like you're paying for everything tonight and still not getting pussy. <laughs> no. I'm at least going to buy you a pint or something, you know, be like, hey, you know, I got this round, you know, throw a little bit of like, you might that's get just some, like, you might not. Yeah, that, that, but, and, but that's also just good manners, really. That's yeah. like, even if you're drinking with a friend, you would, you would get around just for your friend. Absolutely. Yeah, that is good manners. I mean, I, it's, if you're raised correctly, you don't want to yeah. have, you know, you don't want to be I don't that like person. to be a mooch. I don't want to be a mooch. Yeah. 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 I don't want to feel like I'm. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. mooching ain't sexy. Uh, yeah, no. and mooch, you don't mooching don't get the smooching. <laughs> no, exactly. You get the munching. Yeah. But <laughs> so, um, you, Stephen, you said you have a, a limited uh, knowledge of internet, but you have internet data. I well, here's it's it's frustrating as hell for me because like what ends up happening, it, it's a it's a game, and and I absolutely cannot play games like because I have Asperger's among other things, but like people just like. I'm just not able to get to the point in the conversation where I'm it's clear to me that now we do the real life meetup and whenever and if I ever did get there uh pretty much every time 
I went on two actual OkCupid dates. They never got past the first date. And then every other time, I, it was con- conversed for weeks on end, and then the other person's like, uh, uh, sorry, I found someone else. Bye forever. Wow. <laughs> Is that a real thing? I found someone else. Bye forever. Not in those exact words. That's but, but that was what the situation. Like, actually, one time, 45 minutes before we were supposed to meet up, she's like, I'm sorry, I've been talking to someone else. This is terrible. But I, I, I don't, this isn't going to be a date if we do meet up. Oh. <laughs> At least she was honest. Yeah, no, that I, have that I really appreciate. Yeah. Like, honest, like th- that honesty, like for me, like, because I don't can't be anything time. but forthright uh, in, in conversation. That's something I value highly. So, you know, kudos, I have the kudos, kudos for to that. her, yeah, because there are a lot of people out here who are just aren't that Play, playing way games. too much, and yeah, yeah, like, like, so you've never. I don't done... understand. Tell me about these games. I've never dated. I've never. Okay. Honestly, just, I've never either. Internet. She dated. probably has. No. Much I, just, more. I meet like I you meet guys at games bars. without. You have you've played games without the internet or what have you? You know this back and forth dance tit for tat. Like, yeah. are we gonna like? do this or and you it, it doesn't have to be about it's just dating period where it's just yeah. like do you like me i know we already yeah. slept with each other but do <laughs> you or where is this going yeah. or like yeah you, have, you call me all the time and like you like me you know those yeah. kind of games no okay well i mean i don't <laughs> I, I was like jonathan took his shirt off at the bar and i was like oh my god look at your body and then <laughs> objectify and then he was like um, hey, I was like, I'm going to comedy. Do you want to come? And he's like, yeah, sure. And then he brought a bunch of people, and then I wrote him a note. I said, I think that you should come home with me, and we should make out. And he's like, okay. And then that's awesome. Jesus. Yeah, and that's what we did. You, you know what you just did? You did Cavewoman. Hit you upside the head. Oh, come home with me now. Comedy, here come. Well, yeah. Nice shirt, chest. Him, I made him laugh. He thought it was funny, and he was like, yeah. We like chest. Nice body. Well, I found I found out later that he had a. He was like, I totally had a crush on you before you've talked to me. Oh, like, that's so sweet. Yeah, so, see, that's, that shit's so sweet. Yeah, and that's and that's 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 me most of the time. Like, I always feel like I'm the one more invested in any given relationship, and like that's what tends to scare people away is how, uh, like, I just like totally put. I, I can't half-ass anything. Right. Like, I I either I dive in. I don't know about dipping a toe in the waters. I just <laughs> dive in, and that just tends to scare people away. I think. Do you think yeah. that it might it might creep people out because people are aren't people aren't used to being very honest. Right. No, yeah. I know and like that's that's a part of it as well is like I'm I've gotten good at like reading to a, to a degree. Like I would never uh, claim to have a total insight into any any other person, but I I've over the years been able to pick up on the signs that I'm gonna be able to connect with somebody, and those are usually the people that are also uh, equally compromised as far as um, you know uh, communication, and, yeah. and so they they either they, they don't know how to do anything but just put all of themselves out there, and that's what I kind of gravitate toward. Yeah, I I um I still have a okay Cupid. Yeah, I have me too. two actually. I, I never still use have it, mine but I still have it. Chicago, and I just made one up recently, and it, I, I find it really stupid. Yeah, I don't like it. And I, what I'll, do you have on there? Can I we look ha- it up on this computer and see what it says? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's do I, how do I do this? I've, I've never actually been on the site OKCupid. Just like, OKCupid.com. Okay you, you're going to need... I'm trying to remember my password. I, I, 
I'm, I'm, you just need your, your oh, username. Yeah. You actually, look you, for you, you can't. Yeah, so you can do, I am Sharif Wynn. You, That's you my actually, new one. <laughs> you, you have to have an account to look at another, um, uh, a, a profile page. So I could log in. Log, you log in. We could have we you log for, in. Cause I don't, I've go. never been on this. That, go ahead. I'm going to make this. I, should, should I go over there? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Come over here. I'm, I'm definitely not letting the computer save my password. <laughs> yeah, no, don't, never. I would never let that. I am a straight woman. How does it know? <laughs> if you would have touched the computer, Creepy, would, it right? have, would it have thought? Would it have thought you were a straight man? By the way, they did like a little. Um, uh, I guess they okay, Cupid. Um, with these uh, experiment, they did it basically. They did an experiment on the okay, Cupid or Cupid. Okay, why is that your name? What? Can I tell the people what it is? Yes. Yes. Simon Casper. So you're Simon <laughs> Casper on OkCupid. Okay I, I had another one and it was worse. It was way worse. When people are, what does that mean? Simon, it when just says white boy, just, white boy. To, what does I, that mean? I just used to, like when I was in college, I would write a lot. And Simon. He was like, he was Simon. like my, my stupid alter ego that was like doing all the shit that I wanted to do. Quick match. She's cute. Oh, <laughs> How does this work? I am really, I am, oh, I am a Luddite. I have no idea. Browse matches. I think you can do search. Boost. Can't you? Um, browse, I think that's now, do you? That one's just a cat. I love that. <laughs> Cats. Why do people Ladies. on their pro- profile like that one's put a up dude. some stupid that shit? One of those was a dude. Wait, wait, what do you mean? Stupid shit, like you know, they'll do like those stupid felt like selfies of them in the mirror with their chest all out or yeah. the shirt off, and it's I mean, just some terrible. Some people are just about that kind of thing. It's terrible. Avocadosaurus, don't be creepy. Six 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 nine. These are some interesting. <laughs> these are his pre. This is his pre-browsing matches. Is avocado avocadosaurus and I wonder if true cutie. Oh boy, Browse. this is. Women who are 50 feet with 50 miles within Oakland. Here, uh, what's your username again? Uh, I am Sharif, S H A R I F F. You guys can look her up on OKCupid too. Find her right now. Maybe do. Uh, like I'm trying to find the search option. How about this? Do Paco Toy. That's my other one. <laughs> Wait, where Paco do you? Toy. We can't even figure out how to how to how to look for somebody. Like, it used to be that you could search for like a, a person. Person. Name. Yeah. Wait, let me try this. Uh, my visitors. <laughs> no, that's Nobody no, visits no. him. Oh, oh, there's a, a girl with her nice cat that looks like my cat. <laughs> Amy the Brave, 94% match. We should check her out. She's in Berkeley. She's got a cat. Find a user, Jesus Christ. Okay. Uh, by the way, OkCupid, okay, you do not have a user-friendly uh, interface. People want to get in each other's faces, and they can't do it because your interface it, right? is yeah. shitty. Here we go. I am Sharif. We're all going to find it around the computer no box. Results. What are you looking for, anyway? <laughs> what are you looking for? They, they think that maybe it's a dude. I, I am the sheriff of what? No, you didn't. I think maybe it's because it's capitalized. This oh, there you is, go. Oh, there. I am Sherry from the Philippines. Hey. <laughs> I am, I am Shark, Shark Week. Week. <laughs> I am Shark Week. I am That's Shark great. Week. That's funny. That's I mean, if you could pick a name, you could be anything you want. Damn it. Now we're... Okay, here we go. I mean, I'm I'm actually 
I'm wondering. I don't think it's case sensitive. I don't think so. Yeah. Uh, try your, your other one, your Chicago one. I am like bear. This is, I mean, how many millions of people are on OkCupid? A lot. Wow, that's really bizarre. Paco Toy? Oh, Paco Toya, I get it. We are searching. We are searching for LaToya's compelling radio, yes. I want to know more about OkCupid. And I want to know more about the 85% match, 95, 94% match on that girl with the cat. <laughs> um, she, she's, you two are made for each other. You like cats, right? Stefan, Stefan loves cats. There you go. You guys are listening to the Ultacast here on mutinyradio.fm. We are trying to figure out... Latoya, the Sheriff of Truths, and trying to find her. I am Shella Masir. Whoa. Ah. I am not a taco. Wow. These are some funny names. Okay, go back to his, go back to browse matches. I want to see some of his browse okay. matches. We're gonna look through these. We're gonna find a girl for Stefan here on the <laughs> browse matches is okay. over there. There we go. All right, here we go. Give me that cat lady again. Uh, the cat lady was in my my life. Oh, she my, was. Uh, that's awesome. Ninety-two percent. Things are heating up. Twenty-one people like you. <laughs> it's a melting popsicle. Oh my god. There we go. Visitors. Yeah. Amy, Amy the Brave. Berkeley. Amy the Brave. Ninety-five percent match. Click on this girl. Let's check her out. Okay. I want to see. Oh, she's super cute. She's cute. Wait, wait. Here, we got to do it with a... We do it with a... We'll have... I come from a tiny town in the heart of Appalachia. I come from a tiny town in the heart of Appalachia where bagpipes and kilts played an outsized role in my upbringing. Oh, I found it. Oh, there you go. (laughs) In addition to Highland dance, I studied classical ballet, which eventually led me to modern dance, a lifelong passion. She sounds good. good. Somewhat inexplicably, I spent seven years in Indiana before my recent relocation to the Bay. I moved here for the climate, proximity to water, topography, and career opportunities in social change work. This sounds like a match forever. What's an SJW mean? Social justice work. work. What I'm doing with my life. I followed up on interdisciplinary undergraduate degree, international studies, with an equally ambiguous graduate school experience. I am, according to a piece of paper somewhere, a master of public affairs. Oh, you're right. What I care about is social and economic justice. I'm working on reorienting my career at that direction. This sounds, oh, cartwheels. Being earnest, opening a book, things I'm really good at. Editing, constructing sentences, introspection, being an open book, being earnest, cartwheels. This sounds like your soulmate. I, I, I can't believe I've never internet day. I want to see what it comes up with for me. Like, I love it that when Facebook so says, funny. who am I going to get arrested with? And you press a button and then it goes through your, it goes through your thing and you're like, I'm going to be arrested with it. I like those games. Six things I could never live without. Movement, sunshine, Wikipedia. I love learning. Very <laughs> and thesaurus. I love words. Humor, possibilities. Humor. Okay, this is, how do you contact this girl? The thing I, I it's, it's, 
message thing, but please don't. Catching up on a week's news while my cat purrs away in my lap. Sometimes this is, this is the thing, like you, my house people pour out their entire life story onto one profile page and then, you know, you it's it's like turns you off of actually wanting to meet them because you feel like you already have and th- but then that's it There's yeah nothing but, or, sexy but, or but then you do actually meet them and it's nothing like what they've put up here because they like idealized themselves for the internet's consumption i have an idea we need to have you message her and you need to go on a date this week i'll even i'll even help fund this date the station will fund this date and then we'll bring her back in next week <laughs> and we'll talk to her and be like what did you think about your date with Stefan Massey oh God, I this is this doesn't this sound amazing you should message me if you are an unabashed feminist you are kind and compassionate but by no means bland ding ding this is here's Steph. you have a keen sense of the absurd Vota, Vota, Hotog, I think has a keen sense of the absurd. <laughs> you, you like to traipse through the woods yeah, and or yeah, commune with water. Oh! You will, you will at the very least, feign enthusiasm here, here, for my you guys, cat. You guys critique my message. What do you, what do you think about how, what I said to her? I too have a knack for spotting mistakes, a keen sense of the absurd, and a deep an abiding love for cats. How do you feel about Indian food? <laughs> That's so cute. That's cute and funny. Boo. What's your picture look like? What's your picture look like? It's actually when I met uh, the guy who created The Walking Dead. Oh my God! It's not even you. No, it's oh, okay. me, but it's just from that picture. That is not a. That is not That's a good. Not a great picture. shot. No, I know. The second one's really second cute. One. The, the third, I would kill that I would just have the second one and I would kill the first and the third the third one is very creepy yeah you look you look very creepy you should put in that you need to so we figured it out Stephanie needs to update she looked at your pictures and she was like he looks the cute middle picture is really endearing and cute the two on the sides look creepy and scary the, the third one looks like you want to murder somebody Th- wow, okay, now it doesn't even load. What the hell? Okay, well, the second... Oh, here it goes. There it is. <laughs> well, no. uh, still... Second. it. What about this last one? That, w- that, that could work. The, that one's fine. That's from when I, my acne still hadn't figured out. Uh, the third, but just for you guys to know on the radio, because we're making awesome radio right now, the fourth one is his acting headshot where he looks like a baller. He's got, like, glasses on. He almost looks like like a pretentious actor. But the yeah. first the first and third pictures need to go if you want to have girls pay attention to you. That's I don't, cute. I don't miss having hair this long, definitely. That? You can't tell, but I have a huge ponytail. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I used to have hair now. We gotta get, so we got to get back to the... Okay, okay, here we go. We found LaToya, the Sheriff of Truth, win on... Click on his face. Again, we're figuring out. I I thought OK Cupid would be more of a user fra- friendly interface, <laughs> no, since you're trying to get in all of her faces. Oh, that's cute. So I would oh, say, I think that is my it? new job that I'm going to start doing is that I'm going to be, oh, I'm going to be an OK Cupid. I'm gonna be an OkCupid editor, and I'm gonna make people pay me to edit their OkCupid files to make them look. Now that picture of you is awesome. You look like Naomi Campbell in that picture. She looks like Naomi Campbell in that picture. Oh, well, you have to. It's-
pants. You have to do the picture, right? Oh my God, modeling. That's yeah. If it's like if I'm going Two. to travel, uh, see, I'm traveling. Yeah, yeah, in the body shop, being with family. Cute, cute, cute. The, by the way, these yeah, are like daughter. five, six years old. So these are old. This is like they my still Chicago. Look like you, though. Yeah. But this is when I was serious but about like, dating. You know how many assholes there are going to be that just see your curly hair and like walk right out of the date or whatever. Oh, absolutely. She does yeah. Her many different ways. But on the on the profile, it looks. It, you look. You look like a supermodel in there. Okay, so here's. Do you want to read your own? Go thing? ahead. Okay, no, go okay. ahead. I am a very open person who loves adventure and things out of the ordinary. I still find myself trying to grow up, in other words. I'm a big kid. I'm still trying to figure out what I want to be when I grow up. I've lived in Chicago for eight years and think we've grown apart unless someone changes my mind. I'm ready to travel and see what the world can offer me. So you're saying you're still in Chicago. You haven't even- Yeah, this is, this like I said, this is six, five, six years ago. Other ethnicity speaks English and some Spanish. You are being, oh, you are, she is all over them. <laughs> Oh, I I have to still look for that one. The San Francisco one's a little bit dirtier. Oh, goodness. <laughs> uh, I'm really good at making people laugh, cooking, socializing, direction, and enjoying life. Trust me, my sense of humor can be twisted. <laughs> uh, favorite books? Oh, this is good. Oh, you've got all the American Psycho, Siddhartha, Catcher in the Rye. You're all over the place. Clockwork Orange, American Psycho, Color Purple, Purple Rain. And up here, she's like, other ethnicity. And you're like, is she Mexican? Because... Yeah, as a, if I said if I was just African American, no one would look at me. The, oh. There's a, the pro, the thing about OKCupid, okay, okay Asian men and uh, African American women get uh, the lowest uh, rating. Oh what? God. Yeah, they there's did a study on this. Racism in OKCupid. Okay, Six things I could never do without: without my records and turntable, my wardrobe, comedy, relations, family heirlooms. Relations meaning sex. <laughs> relations. Wow, I, I, I imagine you, you, you were a little more direct on your other profile. You should yeah. message me if you're man enough. <laughs> Holy fuck, Latoya. Okay. Yeah, look yeah. for the... <laughs> wow. Get rid of that shit. That That's, was like yeah, don't really... forget to sign out. You don't want to keep that no. anywhere near the rest of the people here at the station. No way. See, yeah, that that's when I was, like, serious. Like, I was, like, I think I was, like, 29 or something. I'm, like, I'm, okay, I'm taking this stuff really serious. I want to get out of Chicago, too. And... Yeah, I, this are one. Are you still looking? Are you still looking to settle down? Are you looking for marriage? Or are you looking for someone sort of to 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 make that connection I, with uh, financially? And I, uh, <laughs> I, I'm I'm on the same page with you here. I like to have fun, yeah. but then again, I want a little asshole. But you having a little, have, ass, a little asshole like a baby. Yeah, oh. but I can't have it just with anyone. See, this is where I'm. Com- in conflict with myself because I will be 35 this year mm. and I'm like let's still go out oh but I want to have a kid but why do I want to have a kid it's going to stretch out my body all these things and it's like it sucks that I have to think about this like I don't know within seven eight years time yeah. because yeah you at know. the end of that I mean really when you're 36 that's when your eggs start going downhill right and so and I just got back on the pill because I'm like I'm not ready for this yet but I mean my relationship right now is not good and healthy and i know that and i know i don't see myself with this person that's why i put up that the new okay cupid file <laughs> which he knows about because he saw me going through it he's like oh what's this okay cupid i'm like that's a new one and it says we're in an open relationship because we are right that's, i mean that's that's, that's keeping things open. You're, you're both being realistic about it i am 
know because I don't believe I've said this before I don't believe in monogamy 100% yeah I'm, I'm with you on that as well I don't I mean your heart and your feelings and your soulmate could belong to you know one person but again humans we are mammals we do have needs and sometimes we'll be like a fierce lion and want to just attack that ass and <laughs> that kind of ha- thing is that if you're coming from a biological point of view and we're saying that we are mammals that means that you want to attack somebody because your eggs are going get me a mate i need to have a baby but the baby i i want the strongest mate for a baby now. oh i just i don't want to have a baby with them i but just but that's no but that's yeah. the biological impetus yeah. behind it right is that right. the eggs are running out and yeah. now they're going to be retarded eggs, and yeah. they'll have weird babies with funny and heads. Yeah, and, and your brain is gonna like pull you toward the person that they feel is gonna be the most the the, the, the one that can provide for the the best uh, in your in what your offspring would be. Right. That's why I'm back on birth control. Nice, <laughs> nice. No, because that's not for. I mean, you can't just sit up and have a baby with anybody. No, no that's no. I don't. Well, you believe- can if you want to do it. Like the only way I would have had a baby is if I was gonna do it that way, where. I didn't, it was, I was just going to do it alone. Right. Say, I don't need to have uh, a father in there. I can, I can do it by myself and I'm going to have a baby and I'm going to keep it and I'm not going to make the sperm donor or whoever gives me the sperm, I'm not going to make them be responsible for it at all because, I mean, I honestly, if I wanted to have a baby, I could have a baby. But at right. this point I wouldn't because I'm 41 and my eggs are all retarded. Your eggs I'm, aren't retarded. Oh. Janet Jackson's about to have a baby and she's 48. She's well, a Jackson. She doesn't, uh, <laughs> the normal rules do not apply. Apply to the Jackson. No. Right. I no. mean, and, and honestly, I don't, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have the money to, and, That's, and the, yeah. my lifestyle wouldn't support, like I'd be raising a That's super poor baby. Well, the thing is I'd be, my life wouldn't change that much. I'd probably still work at the station. I'd probably still nanny quite a bit. Except that I would get more government subsidies. I would just have more food stamps money. And, um, and that's and not a way to it. live. Like, I was going to say, yeah, don't have a baby for the, for the government handout. Right. right. Well, no, I mean, no. it would be, I mean, I could do it if I wanted to have a kid. She's and be just like, being realistic about right, right, no, the yeah, fact yeah. that. And I could take the baby, like, here to the station, and, but not really to, like, comedy. Like, I don't know how that but would work. But, Pam, even, let's say if you were still doing your teaching job, you would still have to get some kind of government assistance because you wouldn't be able to probably afford still having that kid. You would have probably. to get some kind of help some way. And you, right. You if I was an adjunct professor making 32 grand a year, I still don't think, I don't think it would be enough money to, oh, I mean, no. I'd have to have, I wouldn't buy anything new. Everything that I have would either be from Goodwill or a hand-me-down. It'd I, still I don't be a struggle. I'd, yeah. I don't think I'd buy, I can't afford a Bob. It's like a thousand dollars for a Bob. Yeah. It's a bit really cool stroller. Mm. They were like, there's all of these strollers that are so cool. Yeah, and they're like, no, it's all, like $500, all, all same the, as a car. Yeah, yeah all the right. nice looking accoutrements for, for new parents are ridiculously overpriced. And you don't want the baby to be, there's this new thing, it's a teething giraffe, and it's squeaky. It's like a dog toy. It's $27. Jesus for Christ. a dog toy? Because it's not a dog toy, because <laughs> it's, it's like made one. with like out lead, and uh, it's all, like it won't kill your wait, baby. Wait, why are whatever. they making dog toys with lead? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, I'm just saying like, you know, it's like a safe, you wouldn't buy a dog toy, and give. I guess you could, and give it to your child but you'd have to look and be like what kind of yeah. plastics is yeah. it made out of and like, is it made in want... china right well all that <laughs> everything's stuff. made in china everything right. yeah i think even the 27 dollars teething giraffe is made in china but but i mean like what everything that you're saying that's what i'm coming in conflict with because having a child
child is not cheap it's not reasonable it's you know but you it's something that you like you this is this is your life this is something that you gave birth to so you better goddamn take care of it if if i was gonna do it i would want to live it would be like when i had a yurt in the woods (laughs) and i was like you know what we're not doing vaccinations we're gonna have dogs we're gonna farm you're gonna eat chicken poop it's good and you won't get sick and um you know the farm effect will have that go for you and it'll be like a homeschooling situation where when they're 18 i sort of release them from the wild back into society see i i I wouldn't want to move to the suburbs that's the worst place it's like the nightmare like if i was to have a family i'm like no we're not moving to the suburbs because i'm from there no no you you get bored and there's like you know it's it's just I don't TV. know. It's TV. Mm. It's yeah. I think that's one of the reasons why I'm at this conflict of like, do I want to have a family or do I want to retire my whole card? I just can't <laughs> retire my whole card. That's just what it is. I'm, I'm just keeping it real. But yeah, I, I see people with these monstrous strollers and they're really, really pricey and they're only in there for what, maybe a year and a half or two. Well, now I've been seeing four year olds in strollers because no. we're terrible. Well, we are terrible parents. Americans are lazy, no. fucking idiot I mean, parents. And I see them all the time. I see no. four year olds in a stroller. I walk with the two and a half year old and a no. lot of people don't even do that. They're like, ugh, it's just so much trouble to walk. No, with it's them, you know? not. Yeah. Lazy. And they need to freaking learn how to walk. Right. Uh, but you know, I mean like for you, like you guys said, these things are like so crazy expensive. They want to like get the most use out of them without having to have more children and like this uh you know biological impetus that's in every single human being to provide the best we can for our offspring is so deep-seated that they know they can get away with charging these egregious prices and it's never gonna let up at all right well you don't even really need a stroller you can (laughs) carry your kid you get the you do the African thing with the blanket. Yeah, the blanket You thing. strap them around. You carry them on you. That's the other thing is they don't have diapers because their baby is so close to them all the time. They're like, oh, you're going to shit right yeah. now. I can tell. There's like you, a psychic connection. Well, you feel them fart and you're like, uh-oh. And you <laughs> yeah. just hold them above the toilet. Or if they don't have toilets, you hold them above the hole in the ground or whatever. Yeah. They don't have diapers there because they're so in tune to their children that they're, you know. And now we're so lazy and, you know far away from them we're like oh you shit your pants four hours ago how did i not smell that oh because my entire house smells like poops i haven't taken out the diapers in a long time my friend my best friend she just had twins and so for uh for her uh, baby shower i got her one of those like you know the wrap things you carry your baby in yeah yeah because i'm like fuck that i'm gonna buy her the hippie shit (laughs) yeah (laughs) from tarjay which is funny (laughs) but you can you can reuse it if you get one of those slingy things it's kind of like a big yeah it's like a big hajib or something Thing. You could use it as a blanket. You can wrap. You give it it's so blanket. versatile. So I bought her that for like twins. So I'm like, you know, that way, you know, fucking because we used to make fun of those people with those big ass strollers because yeah. we would work together at a restaurant and we would kick those strollers like get this shit out of our way. And now she's a mother of twins. So I'm like, I'm not getting you a stroller. I'm getting you one of those. African, I that sad I don't know the name, little rappy things, so yeah. you can carry your little assholes on your chest. Right, and two of them, that's rough. Two of them. Well, because if you were going to do it, if you were going to use the baby Bjorn, you'd have to have two of them. You'd have to wear one in the front and one, one in the, the back. back. Yeah. And I love then, seeing dads wear those. But the babies aren't supposed to be in the back for a while. You're supposed to keep yeah, them in hey, front. Yeah, that gives me a great idea for for like a onesie. You could have a, a onesie with a uh, with like a print of a business suit, and it could say business up front, and then the other one could have like I don't know, like a uh, some kind of 
the party. little flappy thing, party Some in the back. Party, yeah, yeah, exactly, party in the back. That's yeah. cute. You know, remember the little, and those actually wouldn't be difficult to change diapers out of those little, when you used to have the buttons on the back of the oh, pants yeah. so that you could, oh, like yeah. the pajamas, like right. old-timey, yeah. like yeah, yeah. 60s. Really, how did those fall out of style? Because, like, that's so convenient. I, guess, I mean, I guess they just don't look good anymore. Everyone wants to be sexy when they when they go to bed. <laughs> I I have I have no idea. But d- diapers are. When did diapers become a thing? I, mean, I think I want to say like, because they were using like my grandmother would use cloth on my aunt Joe, and that was in the '60s. And I would say like toward like the mid '60s, going into the '70s, where people started using more diapers because they said it was like a lot of hassle to wash the cloth and what have you. But diapers are so expensive, and they're so uh, bad for the environment. They're bad, and then. Diaper rash. Diapers are actually turning 100 next year. Oh, wow. Invented by a woman named Marion Donovan. But disposable diapers or regular disposable diapers? Disposable diapers. Disposable diapers. Wow. Uh, I was hoping they'd make diapers compostable because... Aren't there some? There better be. I think there point. are some, but guess how much those are? Oh, my God. I mean, if you're if you're getting regular Pampers that are probably like 25 bucks... I, I bought 31 diapers yesterday the well the well beginnings from walgreens and it was 1096 for 31 diapers so that's they use about two or three diapers a day so by 1096 <laughs> yeah so it's it's like um i would say that that pack of diapers lasts for maybe like a week if that so ten dollars a week but wh- why i mean if you can train your cat to go in the toilet like there's gotta be a way to discern whether when your baby's gonna take a poo it's it's just what do babies usually do? Cry and shit. Pretty much. You know, I mean, yeah. that's that's what you're gonna be getting for the next I don't know year. So you're just gonna have to deal with it. Year minimum. You know that 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 it's, it's just the part of life. I'm 30 and I still cry and shit. Yeah. <laughs> I only cry on the bus. Uh, in public. So we have uh, 10 minutes left here. Uh, we've been meandering just all around every yeah. topic everywhere and we got to kids so we never got to Stefan you, you are looking <laughs> you're looking to settle down you think do you have this sort of still this white picket fence dream that uh, exists oh, from no. the movie no 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 <laughs> that's yeah that's the furthest thing from I don't I do not want kids not right now I mean like I, it would take a very specific type of person I don't even know what it would be but I, I right where I'm at right now I definitely don't want kids yeah um, you got about 40 years yeah <laughs> Till I uh, till I uh, inherit my parents' wealth and uh, make a find a, a trophy wife oh. to, uh, <laughs> to pass my seat on to and raise minimally. Um, yeah, I mean, like right now, I'm I'm just like trying to get out some of my wanderlust. I'm going to LA next week with my brother. Uh, nice. I'm trying to go a little around Europe this summer. Um, yeah. <laughs> See, that's called life. Yeah. That's see. Where are you gonna go in Europe? Oh, um, well, I'm gonna actually gonna start in Brazil because this summer Whoa. they're waiving the like $150 visa fee they usually have. Wow. So I'm gonna start there, and then I'm gonna go to Copenhagen and finish up in Sweden. Oh wow, wow. Denmark and Sweden. Hey, um, you should do some comedy in Sweden. You should. <laughs> um, Matthias the- Helvec, he came here, and did um, a big show. I gave him like as much time as he wanted. I think mm. he did like 18 minutes, <laughs> and he's. We're Facebook friends. He said, if you ever come to Sweden, you must. So you must hit up um, Matthias right. Helvec. Hell yeah. And, and do some time in Sweden. Because, you know, they've been here. They're fans of Sweden. We got lots of fans in Sweden. Sweden. Big fans of the station over here. From the- How long is your journey going to be for? Oh, probably not more than uh, like a month altogether, I wouldn't think. So you wouldn't really need a visa at all? 
for Brazil? That you always need a visa to go to Brazil? I'm, I'm pretty sure. Okay. I, I don't know. I just figured you could go anywhere for like a week and you don't have to get a visa. I mean, I'll, I guess I should research this a little more thoroughly. <laughs> I think it's how, how long you're gone for is whether you need a visa or not. Mm. Because and it depends how long you're going to spend in the country. So like in Mexico one time we were going to stay for 12 days. And because mm. it's anything longer than 10 days, mm. they require you to register with the national government and get some sort of visa or whatever. Mm. That's what I've done. But right, that's Mexico. I, maybe I don't know. I can just stay for like a week and a half and not have to have to even deal with. Because I've been to Europe for I went to Europe for like four weeks and there was no visa. There was no. I just had my peace passport. But that that can't be the situation anymore. Like the, this was in the last time I was in Europe was like in two thousand four. Huh. That's that's really weird that they there wouldn't be any kind. Of I just had a passport. I bought my plane tickets. I went. Huh. To but there's, I mean, there's just certain countries that don't care about that. I flew in and out of Amsterdam, took ah. a train to Brussels, flew to Amsterdam, took a train to Brussels, took a plane from Brussels to, um, to, to Spain, and then flew back through Germany to, to Amsterdam again. Sounds about right. Yeah. Hmm. But I didn't have to, I didn't have to show any, all I showed was my passport from place hmm. to place. Man, that's, I'm, I'm shocked that, that that after 9-11, that could be the case. Yeah, it was after 9-11. Yeah, and the, at the time, the dollar was worth more than the euro. Mm. So it was exciting because everything was wicked cheap. It was like everything, you know, it was every dollar was a dollar 25 euro oh so lord so we were it was i'm, I'm like I'm, nice. I, I don't even want to look up the exchange rate right now yeah <laughs> yeah you don't when you go to if well when i went to england like it was really expensive yeah it's like mm. two and a half to one right now yeah oh my so God. it was just like how am i supposed to be thrifty here in england i know and I if something's five pounds that means it's like twelve dollars yeah twelve dollars that's insane twenty five dollar twenty five dollar or excuse me twenty five pounds is fifty dollars that's crazy yeah I've, I've already learned the hard way how to basically break down the whole system but if you go to the middle east you your dollar will stretch a long way yeah which is pretty dope and puerto rico wait mexico. actually no, we sell this we mexico sell is like <laughs> 10 to 1 right now it's crazy mm-hmm. it's like Whoa. Yeah, and they're, it's, I, I love Mexico. I can't wait to go back. Jonathan and I need to go on vacation soon. Not today. Yeah, well, I, my next vacation is actually my next comedy vacation. I get to go um, be Katie's plus one, uh, my dermatologist best friend. Um, she goes to the dermatology conference every year, and I'm her plus one. So this year, again, it's in Boston. Cool. I went three years ago, but this time I already have shows booked. So nice. Brian Plum, who was on the. Um, Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival and uh, Katie McCarthy, another comedian on that festival. I contacted him and I'm like, hey, I'm going to be in Boston these four days. What can you do for me? And so Katie puts me in touch with Rob Crean, but I know him from the last time I was there because he put me up at Boston Improv. Nice. So he's like, no problem. So he's got me on Friday and two shows on Saturday. So I've got Brian Plum's got a show for me on Thursday. I've got a show on Friday, two on Saturday. I've got one on Sunday. And then I'm going to go to New York and do Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday out there with um, Killy Dwyer and Jamie Pierce. Also, Sweet. The, and I'm going to decide, I think that what I'm going to do from there is I'm going to go to upstate New York to go visit Tommy McGuire to see what he can do for me. Because he was like, I'm starting a community. Oh, my God. If you came up, any comics are going to roll through. I can make this happen for you. I'm like, give me 30 minutes in upstate New York and I'll come up there. I'll take a bus, a plane, a train. I don't give a fuck. What is take this? To, uh, it's going to be... I'm in Boston the 28th through the 31st, so I'm going to either be in New York 
I'll either do New York that week before and then go to Boston for Thursday, or I'll pull New York on the other end. This month? Uh, July. July. Yeah. Oh, you're going to be there this summer. Perfect. July 28th through 31st. Oh, uh, but the best part about Boston is that I get to stay in a really cool hotel with my best friend and it's all free because it's Man. it's paid for on her Kaiser pays for it because she's the chief of staff and they want her to do her continuing education every year that's awesome and and also you get that nice I like that rowdy uh east coast kind of vibe you oh, know yeah. yeah where you can absolutely keep things real and no one's going to be like <gasps> oh, yeah my. absolutely not as sensitive as, as a lot of the crowds out here yeah well the thing I need to figure out I think that I should go do comedy in New York ahead of time because once I leave Boston I'm gonna have all that free skin product and I don't want to have to lug <laughs> that back to New York in ba- big bags I just want to be able to get on the plane and get out of there mm. and it has to be a checked bag because it's all like full sample sizes of everything so oh. I can't I, I have all these crazy liquids so I have to so whenever I go to the dermatology conference I know woe is me I have to bring an that's extra a, bag full, to check oh yeah oh I can't wait because I'm almost out of all my expensive skin cream and I was looking yesterday when I was in Walgreens to buy the diapers for the lady and Annie for and I was next to it, it said baby Avino, blah 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 and I have a bunch of that from the dermatology conference from last year and I was like I wonder how much it is and it's like thirteen ninety six for like the size bottles I have and I have tons of them and I'm like <laughs> uh, it's like this is look, gold gold I tell you look how much money I've saved I wish I could take it back I wish I could like go to Walgreens and be like uh, I didn't really need this and they're like where's your thing and they're like you stole from us I'm like no I stole from the dermatology <laughs> convention but I didn't steal they gave it to me Avino gave it to me that's awesome so how, how many products do you think you're going to leave with Oh my God, every time I come with, okay, this is the most amazing thing about the uh, American dermatology, whatever conference. This is all rich people. Every single person's a doctor, pretty much except me. And there's these huge convention halls and they're filled with things, with people selling the, oh, the like everything from Tide, anything to do with skin, but like Elta MD, like all of these really great skin care companies that are like cosmeceuticals, they're fucking expensive. They just give all the stuff away so all these dermatologists stand in line and they get really crazy the Neutrogena is the best one you go through these different stations and they give you like makeup last year there were a lot of razors they were giving out I don't know why everybody was getting into the shaving industry but the the one so I'm gonna come back with I usually come back with like an entire suitcase filled with like of stuff and just all kind you just can't even believe how much stuff and then every night Katie hooks it up so that we get taken out to dinner by, um, usually it's, it's, um, psoriasis medications. They throw a lot of money at their doctors. So I go to these dinners where they talk about psoriasis a little bit and they show some slides, which is pretty gross, but I get to choose between like, would you like the, would you like the halibut or the filet tonight, (laughs) ma'am? And I'm like, I'd like the filet. And I'd be like, can I get, can I get a dessert plate and a cheese plate? Can I, can I do that? Is that, how about both? Are we getting another, are we getting another bottle of wine? we, Um, We were doing that, right? Did we have the cool? Yeah. Got it. That company card goes so far. Uh, I love it. There's so. so much money like in these conventions and what have you. It's so crazy. I have to go buy new clothes so I don't look like a dirt bag. And the, the problem, <laughs> seriously, like it gets really difficult. Katie's like, what are you going to wear this year? You, you wore that last year. They remember. Because they always, they always remember me because I'm the girl with the microphone tattoo. And so, and this is like, this is going to be like. Icebreaker. This is going to be like a seventh year of being a plus. I mean, I've been 
to as many dermatology conferences as Katie has since she's been a doctor. And they all know me. They remember me. Some of the ho- people, they're like, oh, you're the, I remember you. You're out, you're out of, uh, you're with Kaiser. Like, yes. Yes, Kaiser. I am. Yes. I'm a spouse. <laughs> and then they're like, really? I'm like, yeah, it's my, that's my spouse right there. Do- good, the good Dr. Katie. I know they, uh, they get down afterwards. I know after their convention or after their meetings, some of them like to probably get down and loosen up a little bit. Well, isn't the doctors, it's the people that are there that work for the cosmeceutical companies that actually party. And you can figure it out because after all the doctors come back from their free wine and whatever, they're like, I gotta go to sleep because I'm old and I'm a doctor. And then I go outside and I have cigarettes or I bump cigarettes and there's all the people you meet out there are all the people that like work in the convention and so then it's fun because they like, they like to party. Yeah. And then if you meet those people, then they'll invite you to the party next night. They're like, oh, you should come to our party and you get signed up. It's fun. That's, yeah. I know how to work it. Conventions a, can be fun. I can pretend I'm a rich person just like the next Use girl. that company card. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm excited for that. So, uh, Stephanie, you have any upcoming shows you want to pimp? Uh, just uh, here this weekend, uh, um, Ken Suzuki has me on his uh, Silk Road showcase. Rad. I'm going to be running the board for that most likely. Sweet. So I'll be here laughing and uh, supporting Ken Suzuki with his he had a great show last time and he gave everybody he paid everybody I didn't take his money because I was like you can't pay me and pay for the space it's too much but he gave me a bottle of alcohol which was awesome he gave me a a small bottle of bullet but the problem was that Jonathan drank almost the whole thing (laughs) and that night Jonathan got wasted and he was like we were at Bender's after, and he's like, oh, stumbly bumbly. And he's like, why am I so wasted? I'm like, you drank all of my bourbon. You drank all of my whiskey, baby. <laughs> and he's like, I did? I was like, yeah, you and Tim Pizza pretty much <laughs> did that. I had like four sips. The rest was, oh, I drank Tim like loves his bullet. Um, yeah, Ken is like getting a drink for every comedian, uh, paying them, and giving them a, a walk-on song. <laughs> A walk-on song. Yeah. He's really putting it out. Well, we'll see. um, Hopefully, we'll get the promotion going, and it'll really be rocking this weekend. I'm excited about that. (laughs) Are you you going to Eagle tonight? I might. um, I might also just, like, uh, skive off and find some place to watch the game. Well, uh, we're doing vendors again. So, it's the game's at 7.30 tonight. It's this game five uh, for the Warriors versus the Trailblazers. Hopefully, the Warriors will win again. Steph Curry hit so many. Actually, did you stay for the whole game? Uh, no, I did see the overtime. Okay. Uh, I went my I, I went home and, and I caught the the overtime. Because we think that someone roofied Jonathan. He Uh-oh. he didn't remember the overtime. He didn't remember calling me while I was on stage being a judge at the makeout room. He didn't remember any of this. Oh, he no. woke up in the morning and he's like, "Where's my car? Where's my car?" I'm like, "Honey, I don't know where your car is." And he, it turns out he left his car at vendors. He got a street sweeping ticket. But uh-huh. he was so wasted. He doesn't remember if he took a cab, if he took the bus. He didn't skateboard because his skateboard was still in his car. But he has no... And he's like, how many beers did I drink? I'm like, sweetie, I left at 920. I don't know what the fuck happened. Oh, shit. Like, I, I think someone might have... I mean... It, dude, it's very possible. Unless he took shots and doesn't remember it. I think that somebody roofed him. Anyways, tonight's game is at 730. I'll be watching it at vendors. But first, I'm going to... Uh, I'm gonna hit up Eagle at 5:30. Sign up. Then I'm gonna I'm gonna pre-sign. Hopefully, how, um, if there's still time. How how crowded is Eagle usually? I've never been. Got to be there at 5:30. Okay. I might even be there a little earlier. Okay. Um. And but then it starts at six. So I was gonna do Eagle, and then I was gonna jump out to Brainwash because I was gonna drop them off a bunch of drugs. Um. Because I was talking to Anna on Sunday, and I was like, and Day Dawn, and I was like, I should give you guys drugs. And I hate it when I say I'm gonna do something and then I don't do it. So like I even put it all in my backpack to like, be ready to be like. 
when I promise somebody drugs, I'm going to give them drugs. By drugs, I mean medical marijuana. Uh, and so I wanted to hit that. And then I was going to have Jonathan pick me up at Brainwash to drive me to Vendors for the 730. Against the Trailblazers. Against the Trailblazers. Because if they win tonight, I mean, and Steph Curry hit 40 points in, in that game on Monday, which was it crazy. Broke the record for uh, most uh, points in overtime. Most, yeah. uh, and three pointers. And it, he missed his first nine three point shots, which was crazy. He had to get crazy. back in the groove. He hadn't been on the court in a while. He hadn't been on, and he just, but then he started hitting them. Boom, boom, boom. Yeah. Like he could, because when you put the pressure on Steph, that's when he performs. Like yeah. he loves the pressure. Other other uh, NBA players, they, they crack. You know, Harden just, he just, he's a bully in the paint. He's like, oh, I'm just gonna, nothing's working for me. I'm just gonna hit you and then I'm gonna have a three throw shot. This is not Steph Curry. No, no, he's respectable three point shooter and all kinds. I mean, he just, he hits the shots when the, when the pressure is on. Yep. So hopefully they're gonna do it again tonight, 7 30. Uh, benders, and not a sports bar, but I'll be there eating uh, probably a chicken biscuit. Too. Everybody in town's gonna be watching the game, so I yeah. hope so. Yeah, I'm gonna see what's happening where because it's, it's such a huge game. I'm, I want to like be at a at a happening spot. <laughs> happening spots. Uh, cool. Well, this was a happening spot today, thanks to you, Stefan. Yeah, uh, thanks. Sure. not Curry, and of always <laughs> Latoya, the sheriff of Truth. Win. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you, Miss Pam. Braving us, braving braving San Francisco before you have to go to the marina. Ah. Uh, I've been Pam Benjamin. Come to the Eagle tonight. It's a great open mic. Uh, also, go to the Brainwash seven nights a week. And come to Mutiny Radio. Please. Uh, t- tonight at 8 o'clock is regarding sex. That's a great show. Uh, it's, it's about sex at 8 o'clock. And then Friday, Pantastic Comedy Clubhouse at 8. Happy hour at 6. Well, fuck the happy hour. I mean, this, <laughs> <laughs> don't come to happy hour. Come to Pamtastics. Tonight, uh, this week. I think she makes money off of. Th- yeah, this week's show is uh, called Hell Hat. Uh, the audience, total audience participation. They put in things in a hat. The comedians pick the hat, hat out of the hat. Improv, fun, working their jokes in there somewhere. And then come on Saturday at 8 o'clock for Silk Road. Yes. Featuring Stefan Massey. Uh, it's a Sid Singh. And, um, and no, it's not. It's a Ken Suzuki. And sits on it too. So it's a Ken Suzuki production with Sanj Nalwa. Mm. But Sid Singh happens to be on the... Um, Lineup because he is also of the Asian persuasion. <laughs> All right, this has been the AltaCast. Uh, keep listening to MutinyRadio.fm and give us money. Bye. Bye. insomnia, anxiety, stress, chronic brain, depression, nausea, and can induce euphoria and stimulate appetite. I'm going to guess waffles. <laughs> that is incorrect. <laughs> Actually, Alex, the food I'm talking about are cannabis-based medicinal extracts. Cannabis-based medicinal extracts? That sounds like you're smoking drugs, Ed. No, baby. There are smokeless, safe, and less expensive.
expensive alternative to smoking. But can I use it to sleep? Yes, baby! Good, because I'm so excited by this that I may never sleep again. And it sounds like you, Alex, may want to check out the number 4AltaCalifornia.com. That's 4AltaCalifornia.com for a non-addictive pharmaceutical-free alternative to smoking medical marijuana. Check them out today at number 4AltaCalifornia.com. The Marijuana Hits Radio Show is every Friday from 6 to 8 p.m. on Mutiny Radio. And it's where art and marijuana politics meet. With DJ Relief that rides his Palomino mule from the farm in Humboldtino to the Mutiny Radio studio on 21st Street in Florida and San Francisco. And medical marijuana activist and organizer Debbie Goldsberry. Record-breaking amounts of guests include authors, activists, scientists, and artists who come and review local organic medical herb. And the goal of the show is to inform enthusiasts of Green Bud about quality technique and fun times. DJ Relief brings his records and his vaporizing handheld vaporizing record player and plays your musical request before you even request them. While Debbie Goldsberry advises you to choose to remain silent when they come to detain you on the Marijuana Hits Radio Show at MutinyRadio.fm. Friday from 6 to 8 p.m. Mutiny Radio is now on SoundTap. For people looking for community and college radio shows around the world, SoundTap is a crowdsourced social networking platform unlike other mainstream applications. SoundTap provides listener-supported media, cultural exchange, and a commercial-free radio experience. SoundTap's mission is to bring the best listening experience possible and support the growth of the individual independent radio stations. Visit SoundTap.com for more info. Each week, the stranger staves off the evil and stale with the fresh and weird on the stranger in a strange land right here on Mutiny Radio. For the oddest topics, most multifarious tunes, and freshly lacquered commentary, check out The Stranger in a Strange Land, Saturdays, midnight to two. For interviews involving all your eclectic esoterica, write to the stranger at earthling.net. For general mutiny news coverage, send your aggregated articles, accomplishments, muckraking investigations, and fluffy public interest pieces to news at mutinyradio.fm. We're always looking for writers and contributions. And check out our progressive news links at mutinyradio.fm. So tune in to Stranger in a Strange Land, Saturdays, midnight to 2 a.m. Don't be a scab. Listen to Labor and Love on Mutiny Radio. FM. Every Saturday morning from 10 a.m. to noon. You'll hear news and commentary about working people in the labor movement. Past, present, and future. Plus music of resistance, protest, and passion. Interviews with people who are in the 